Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Of radio. Batman v Superman is my choice for for listeners' choice. Why? Why Batman v Superman? There's many reasons why this movie should be picked. Where you, one might ask themselves, what were they thinking? And I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they were thinking when they gave a a iconic character such as Lex Luthor to Jesse Eisenberg, a great actor. He is not Lex Luthor. He is not Alex. I know a lot of people out there, well, he's not Lex Luthor. He is Alex Luthor. No, he's Lex Luthor. That's that's who they intended him to be. So why give it to Jesse Eisenberg? I don't get it. Yes, a great actor. But when you have a man like Brian Cranston who is actively campaigning, saying he wants to be, Lex Luthor. How do you not give it to him? Instead, they gave it to Jesse Eisenberg, who was like Fozzie Bear playing Lex Luthor. It was like a Muppet on screen. Uh, the whole thing was just bananas. It's It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, Wonder Woman was cool, yeah, but whatever. It is. She does not make up for the rest of Batman v Superman. Uh, there's so many memes that have come out of this movie. Martha, the piss cup uh you know grandma's tea or whatever whatever that line is uh and then you get um another thing too that's wild to me is you have holly hunter in the movie and um she's also the in the incredibles and if you were like hey holly hunter's been in two superhero movies which one do you think had a pee joke in it and which one do you think had a suicide bomber you would not be able to determine or get the correct answer by placing one with the cartoon and one with the very serious tone of Batman v Superman if you were posed that question having never seen either but there's a lot that can be talked about about this movie Um, I'm sure it will be covered in great detail but Batman v Superman a 
massive dud as far as I'm. I actually went to the movie theater. This is a side story. I went to the movie theater with this with a good friend of mine. I'm a big Superman fan. He is a big Batman fan. We went in our opposing t-shirts. I had my soup tea. He has his bat tea. We sit there side by side. We're like, oh, this is going to be good. And then the movie's over. We both looked at one another. And he goes, I guess neither of us won. (laughs) And that's the truth. Nobody won. But anyway, guys, um, enjoy listening to Batman v Superman on What Were They Thinking? You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me What were they thinking now? Welcome to another episode of What Were They Thinking? Listener's Choice Month continues on through the month of June with our penultimate episode of this month. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I am Brendan, and with me is the, well, I guess the Superman to my Batman. Aww. Well, you know, that's the order of the title. I'm not going to fuck with it. You don't mess with perfection. Ladies and gentlemen, introduce yourself. You feel free to mess with this, because this is not perfection. Hi, everybody. It's uh, your good old pal, Nathan. Is that your new thing? It's like, oh, it's your good old pal, Nathan. Good old pal, Nathan. Just like your friend Montrose Monkington III. Wait. That does seem very similar. Nathan, are you... I'm definitely biting on his style, for sure. Friends with him? Well, I'm part of the Facebook group, Montrose Monkington III Esquire and Friends. Okay, there's time later for that. Yeah. You asked me if I was friends with them, so yes, I am, because I'm in mean, that, that Facebook group, Montrose Monkington, the third Esquire and friends. The truth really comes out this week. Sometimes um, I tweet at him, at Montrose the third, that's the number three RD. Did it's you usually about did... his stuff that's on Montrose Monkington TV, because, you know, it's, it's a fun little YouTube channel. Okay, so did you tell him he doesn't need to do a spot later now? <laughs> He's still going to do it. He's, he'll throw poop if you don't let him. That's true. He does throw poop. Um, but speaking of throwing poop, this is what we do. We talk about bad to questionable movies uh, on this podcast, and our guest actually picked this one because I believe it's one of his tops, one of his top five um, of all time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. This time he has no one to blame but himself, uh, comic book aficionado Joshua Coatsabasakis. Hi, everyone. I think that was your most high-energy uh, <laughs> intro yet. So I was like, not yet, maybe a little drunk. Yeah, yeah um, I, I was trying to think of something clever to say, and then like the intro came, and then, and then I couldn't get anything out. You just want to know if we bleed. Yeah, well, if I if Nathan is the Superman to your Batman, then I guess that makes me the... Uh, Wonder Woman, yep. Uh, the Green Arrow. The Wonder I, Woman. I kind of come in sometimes. And... Not in. He's not in this movie. Well, I no, but he's in the... You're the Wonder Woman to our Batman and Superman. I'll take it. She's Greek. I'm Greek, kind of. There you go. And you and you both have an ass that won't quit, I will say. <laughs> well. Man, and, did, and from the island of Lesbos, I think? Yeah, both of you. Uh, all I will say right now is <laughs> I am so happy at least she was in this movie. Because... <laughs> 
for many reasons. Um, I can think of a couple. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I as soon as I submitted this for the whole listener's choice thing, I, like, uh, I made a terrible mistake. You, I, you I couldn't find a fucking shorter DC movie. I submitted it and I was like, well, that was stupid. Because I was like, I'll probably get asked for that one. <laughs> Um, and here we are, Josh. Yeah, it was long. Mm. And um, we watched the theatrical release. Yes. Yeah. Just for all those listening right now, we did not watch the three hour version because immediately when this was announced, I said that we're not going to watch the three hour version. That is an absolute no. Plus, I feel like the three hour version, I've heard that it uh, makes things a little more clear in some spots. And I didn't want that. I want the original theatrical experience. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's like Suicide Squad. You want the the mess that you saw on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have this written in my notes, but I watched this Um it's been relatively slow at my job lately, which is incredibly bizarre because this time of year, it's usually insanely busy, but for whatever reason, it's been pretty slow. And, um, I watched this in between clients and while I was watching, I actually thought to myself, I hope a call comes in soon. <laughs> 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 like, unironically, not trying to be funny. Like, I actually thought, like, man, I need a break from this movie. Hopefully I can get some insurance going for somebody I, soon. <laughs> I, took, I took a few. This thing, this, this movie and the others of its ilk are absolutely uh, case in point for the return of the intermission at movie theaters. <laughs> uh it's and it, I, i'm not like uh i'm not down on long movies There's, no me neither i am like i i what was the last one that i saw that was long no way home yeah and i saw no way home and when it was over when when you know it's going to be over like you you can always tell when the climax of the movie is i was watching it was like oh man i'm enjoying myself <laughs> well, i was like thing. sad that it was ending this was like I was like 40 minutes in as like I and I was pausing. I was pausing the PS5 that I was watching. And I'm pausing it thinking, OK, it says I've got like, I don't know, almost two hours. left. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's not so much like a long movie in general thing. I think I think I can. I mean, wait till next week if you want to hear about a 90 minute movie that feels like three hours. But oh, my God. Yes. There's also. Yeah. Like a movie can be two and a half hours, can be two hours and 45 minutes and go by and. and it's nothing. It feels it was. It's great because it's you know paced well and entertaining. Then you have stuff like this, and uh, we're gonna get into it because it's a long movie. So let's just dive right in, guys. Batman v Superman, three hundred three hundred million dollar budget, and it made eight hundred and seventy four million dollars. But that's less than I expected, to be honest. Worldwide, that's less than I expected. Um, but let's start off. Batman vs. Superman. This is a Zack Snyder film. I should say the full title is Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, a Zack Snyder film, so it is very sad to start with. We have a very sad funeral. Because, guys, I'm going to I'm gonna quiz you right now. Uh, jo- Josh, this is especially for you as a comic book expert. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if you guys know this, and this movie tells us at the beginning so that we have some context, but um, not enough Batman movies have really gone over this in detail. Did you know <laughs> that when Batman was a child, his parents were shot and killed? Were you aware of this uh, bit of backstory? 
Uh, painfully aware. In fact, when I was watching the scene and I was reminded of it again, I wished that I was his father in this scene. Um, I, I went up. Dean Morgan, his dad. Yeah, yeah. Negan. I wrote that Negan is his father, which explains everything. Um, <laughs> he's rumored to be coming. Back. I don't know if there's any truth to this, but or I the heard. Comedian. I heard he's coming back for as Thomas Wayne. Okay. And um, I don't know if it's Flash, the uh, the Flashpoint oh, movie, the super but, troubled Ezra Miller movie. He, oh, yeah. what is that? But in that in that movie, they actually rewrote the script. Now he's just like beating up people in Florida. <laughs> or Hawaii, wherever Hawaii, yeah. kidna- and kidnapping people, and and uh, their hotel you, know, rooms. you know, he's just a real jerk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a mean, what a what a mean thing to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I made myself laugh by stealing from Norm. Um, but uh, yeah, so this this opening scene, like I I I went upstairs to grab a drink and a snack, right. And as I'm going up the stairs, I'm like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I forgot to pause it. Eh, whatever. And so I go upstairs and I'm like getting my stack together. And um, you like it's framed as a recap, right? Like a flashback of his parents getting murdered, which you mm-hmm. would think if a flashback, it's going to be relatively quick, especially since everyone and their dog knows what happened to Batman's parents. Yes. So I'm gone. I get my st- however long, however long it takes for me to like use the washroom wash my hands, get a snack, grab a drink, come downstairs, and the flashback is still happening. Like, Martha mm-hmm. Wayne hasn't even been shot yet. <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, this is still going? <laughs> this is this is Zack Snyder's superhero movie shit. He, he, he has a million hours of slow motion um, and, and very sad music, and then it just cuts back and forth between, like, Bruce as a boy falling into a, a cave... Do you, do you do you get it? Because there's bats in that cave, and then he becomes Batman. Um, it's it's a metric fuck ton of slow motion. Did you notice who the per, like the, one of the main producers on this thing was? Was it Steven? Uh, Steve Mnuchin. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> uh, the other thing too that I noted, like right off the hop, was how muted he makes the colors in movies. Oh yeah, part of, it, and I know like it's supposed to be like gritty and all that kind of stuff, but it's part of what makes comic books so appealing to people is the way colors pop off the page, and mm-hmm. that's why Superman wore blue and red. And, and I would argue, I would argue it's similar esque in the muted colors of that new Batman movie, but done much better in that it's not just like, it just doesn't look like a dull slab of gray the whole time. It doesn't look like, and, and they did, the, the new Batman movie, they did things like they would add splashes of color on things like, you know, there'd be red in the background, or there'd be, um, you would see the blue flame from his, from his Batmobile pop when he's, you know, flying down the road. So you do get these little sensations of color in the new one, where this one, is it's like they filmed it and then they just went in on a color gradient and just lowered everything down and it's <laughs> it makes it dull you know what i mean like it doesn't capture your eyes or your attention and it was the first thing i noticed yeah. about turning it on i was like oh i forgot how dull it looks visually yeah and it's, and how it dull it was <laughs> yeah 
it's really not visually interesting. I will say that like it, it for a, for such a visual director as Zack Snyder is and for someone who clearly had like you know say what you will about the movies you like the movies you don't like clearly is a like a, a director that you can watch one of his movies and say oh this is a Zack Snyder movie. Like he has a style, he has a he has a uh stuff that he does in every movie, he has shots that he loves, he has techniques that he loves, but ultimately yeah, this movie it just looks like it's just so flat. But that's all good, well and good. We cut to a title card that says Metropolis. Mankind is introduced to the Superman. And I want to see that movie where Mick Foley gets to meet Henry Cavill. That sounds pretty fun. Um, <laughs> uh, the um, Sorry, I just wanted to touch on something, too, for the comic fans out there. In the opening credits, this is the first movie, I believe, I'm, all, I'm 99% sure, this is the first movie that gives Bill Finger credit as co-creator of Batman. Yes, okay. I did notice that. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah. Bob Kane. Yeah. Bob Kane was like, oh, come on, don't put all the the, the dates on me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, for the longest time, Bob Kane was telling people that he was – there's a documentary about it. Uh, but he was the, the one and only? Yeah. yeah, and it's a really good documentary about basically how poor Bill Finger um, died as an unknown and poor and broke, very similar to Siegel and Schuster. And he was the one who created the design of Batman, um, the one who I believe gave him a Batmobile, came up with the utility belt idea. And then and he said, Joe Schuster, if you don't stop, you're going to miss your train. Something like that. <laughs> um, all right. So we start off with uh, footage. I believe it's um, supposed to be Battle the stuff that's of happening. Sod. Yeah, it's supposed to be the stuff that was happening at the end of uh, Man of Steel, like the climactic battle with Superman and General Zod. But we're kind of getting an angle on it from the ground, right? We're seeing how people are losing their minds because buildings are just fucking getting knocked into. There's debris everywhere. I remember watching Man of Steel and being like, holy shit, what's the debris budget? Like, I feel that's like 80% of this movie. But there's just stuff getting flung all over the place. Uh, we see a few people die. Um, Bruce Wayne saves some girl who almost gets crushed by a building. Um, and some dude oh, gets his uh, le- some dude gets his legs taken off. Taken yeah, out. but there's a there's a scene where uh, during all this where Bruce calls uh, like Wayne Corp <clears throat> Enterprises building that they have in Metropolis. And there's still like an ass ton of people in the in the building. This fight's been going on for a bit. They haven't evacuated yet. He has to tell them to evacuate. These people were too dumb to live. And he um, he saved that little girl. And I just want to point out, Stanley did it first. <laughs> Excelsior, true believer. And Spider-Man. The other thing too is um, uh, that's clearly an office building that he's looking up at, and he says to the little girl. She's like, ah, well, where's my mom? Or well, I want my mom. And he's like, where's your mom, sweetheart? And she's like, up there. And she points to an office building where she's working. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought was like, why are you with your mom at an office building? How did you get out of the office building and your mom is still in there? She why are you been at, at work with your mom? <laughs> she she might have been at corporate daycare. Just saying. Could, well, could, bringing logic to my sorry sorry josh you, you ask these questions i'm gonna gonna solve the mystery for you i i, I am well then that would I mean am, all that would mean all the other kids perish then because she was the I only child a, on the street yeah I'm a, a detective not unlike batman because i am the batman more superman because superman more, sucks more younglings died in this movie than fucking episode three 
apparently so if you watched Obi-Wan. Um, okay, so there, there's kind of an interesting... I think it, it kind of sets up what could have been an interesting angle here where, like, oh, Superman is a hero, but also causing all this damage to the city, all this collateral damage. So, I don't know. I think it's kind of an interesting angle that you could have in a better movie, but ultimately it doesn't really work that well in this movie. But either way... People don't get this pissed at Gamera. I'm just saying. Well, I, it's... Just causing it, a lot of collateral I, damage. I'm with you, Brendan. I thought the same thing. Like, I, I really like the idea of here you have Bruce Wayne who thinks he does everything by the book and does everything great as Batman. And he's watching this, what he b- perceives as a monster destroying a city and killing people. And I thought to myself the same thing. Like, if this was a better movie, the scene would be cool. Like, this idea, this plot line would be cool. Yeah. The actors that play these characters are great. The, yeah. the you know, say what you want about Zack Snyder, but like you mentioned, he's got his fan base and his style. But much like a lot of DC movies, I think I said the same thing when we did Suicide Squad. Great characters, great actors, a cool plot, and yet they completely Bill Buckner this thing and let Shank it go between execution. their legs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all the writing, the directing, and the pacing. Like honestly, um, so anyway, all this, all this stuff happens. We, we there's a guy that gets crushed by a building. Uh, his legs crushed by a building. Keep remember that it's gonna be. You're the boss, later. boss. What the fuck is that? Scoop McNary. Keep an eye on him. Eighteen months later, um, some old dude smashes open a statue and finds kryptonite inside. Oh no, that's Superman's kryptonite. We cut to uh, Lois Lane arriving in Africa to interview some, I don't know, uh, foreign tyrant general. And this is the wildest thing. This is one of the things Zack Snyder did that just, unnecessarily just to piss people off, I feel like. She's traveling with this guy who's like her photographer. And if you look at the credits, it's Jimmy Olsen. And we find out that Jimmy Olsen is actually a, like an undercover CIA guy, and he gets executed in this scene immediately, and he's dead. And Jimmy Olsen is gone from the DC universe. Just like that. Yeah. I um I had that in my notes too that um I did not know that was Jimmy Olsen. He's supposed until, to be a cub reporter. It's yeah. Jimmy Olsen. He's credited He's, as him at the end. And um And I Zack didn't Snyder know, said in an interview that he confirmed it in an interview that it was Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, and I, I didn't know it was Jimmy Olsen until years after this movie came out. And it was something like um one of those like what culture articles or something. And it was along the lines of um, worst comic book or worst worst comic book representations on screen. And it was yeah. characters specifically. And I click next and it pops up Jimmy Olsen, Batman v Superman. And I was like, well, it must be bad because he I don't even remember him being in it. And I scroll down and I and I read that scene that he was the guy that got shot in the head. And that's how I found out that that was Jimmy Olsen it was like two years after the movie came out. Oh, it's crazy because you wouldn't know that unless you read the credits mm. like that. There's no mention of him being Jimmy Olsen. It's just such an afterthought. And I remember Zack Snyder in an interview, too. They said, well, why is he like a CIA operative? And he was just like, I just mm. thought it, I, I no." He literally said, I just thought it'd be cool. <laughs> was he in Man of Steel? I don't think so. Not that I remember. I saw that once. It's been a long kinda, time. Kind of drunk. So. I don't remember it being as bad as this, but I don't remember it that much. But 
So that happens because they, they gets, uh, Jimmy Olsen gets caught with a tracker. And again, they find out he's a CIA operative and they shoot him in the head. Um, but Superman to the rescue and he saves Lois. All is well and good, at least we think for now. Cut to um, Holly oh, Hunter doing no, her most. Hold, hold on. Before we cut to Holly Hunter, let, we can't oh, we can't overlook the uh, the security folks who are there with the African warlord who are clearly a Blackwater type uh, private security people who's headed up by this dude who really loves murdering so much so that he just doesn't he doesn't just murder Jimmy Olsen apparently because that was Jimmy Olsen. He murders like all of the entourage of the warlord before Superman comes in to save Lois. So all Jimmy Olsen, Superman doesn't give a shit about all those people in the, the warlords don't give a crap. Lois Lane. Well, I got to show up and throw a guy through a wall. It's love of his life, dude. Yeah. Um. So cut to Holly Hunter in the most Holly Hunterist role I've ever seen. <laughs> Like, she's basically Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Not since Raising Arizona. <laughs> I mean, listen, I love Holly Hunter. She's great. But it's just, she's the most, like, southern uh, archetype. Anyway, she's playing a senator called Senator Fitch. And she's sitting there with the Senate. Um, they're listening to a bunch of people voice their concern over Superman, all the possible damage uh, caused by him. You know what movie did this better? Um, ca- uh, Captain America Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> they did this whole storyline like 10 million times better. Do you know who also did it better? Another movie that did it better starring Holly Hunter? The Incredibles. Oh, Incredibles great. Lois Lane is very thankful that she's been saved, uh, but she also is like confused like what happened in Africa? Like what was going on? Why did all the why did he shoot all those like entourage uh members? Not, you know, Turtle um, but like the warlord's entourage, like you said, Nathan, he just goes that murder happy guy. He really just shoots them loves all. murdering. Yeah. 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 And she's like talking to, you know, uh, Clark. Uh, He's like Chromopulous Michael. From Rick and Morty. Really loves killing. Oh, okay. <laughs> here I go. Man, I sure love murdering. I'm probably the only one that won't get the reference. So that's fine. <laughs> um, but she tells Clark, uh, who guys, I don't know if you know, but Clark Kent is Superman. And, and not she- a real gent. As real... I might be led to believe. What? Well, Clark, I heard that Clark Kent, I mean, that there was a real gent. He would not be caught hanging around in some jungle scape, dumb as an ape, doing nothing. Really? I really? got nothing. <laughs> Josh? I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Josh wasn't a ladies' man. He would. Ju- you got Crash Test Dummies. Come on, Superman song. I hate Superman, and I know that song. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but that I aside, know. hey, you okay. listen, I'm sure there are people that heard that that are mad at us for not knowing oh what you're God. doing. So it's fine. You call well, yourselves, I, I, I know call yourselves that, Canadians. I know Crash Test Dummies did a song called Superman, but I would be lying if I said I knew it. <laughs> the only Superman one I know is like I'm more than a bird. Yeah. I'm more than a plane. And uh, the Kryptonite by uh, Three Doors Down. Yeah. Superman's dead. And Superman by Eminem. Yeah. 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 Superman's dead. You're just coming out. You just you're just helping me uh, think of all these songs to end the episode with. Oh my so, God. 
All right, so moving on. We don't know that song. I'm sorry, Nathan. Uh, Lois and Clark get freaky in the bathtub, and we cut away because this movie's rated PG-13. Um, Which is so stupid, by the way. Like, I went on a rant in my head when I saw it. So much that. murdering in this movie. How is it PG-13? Well, no, not that. No I, I, mean, I mean him getting in with his clothes on and ruining their bathroom because he overflows the tub. Like, Ugh. no one does this. It's not romantic. It's stupid. It's irresponsible. He, he looks like an idiot. He gets in with his full work clothes on uh, but other than uh, that this movie's flawless <laughs> the other thing too is i i immediately picked the part like because i really like henry cavill as superman mm-hmm. but i picked the part the way they did clark kent in this because i know it's a long-standing joke of oh he just wears glasses and but like christopher reeve when he was clark kent he would do things like walk with poor posture Mm-hmm. as clark kent and try and try and make it yeah try and make it look plausible that people would not put the two two and two together he would act nerdy henry cavill just looks the exact same he doesn't do his hair differently no. he looks jacked yeah, but his i mean i i i don't for the rest of the movie, sure. But in this situation, she knows he's soups, though. Oh, yes. Yeah. But around other just, people. He he had just come in, though, from being out and out and about. Uh, he came with, like, grocery bags and stuff. So There was a baguette there, yes. So he came in with groceries. So he was just out. Stupidest thing in as, movies. As uh, Clark Kent. So he's walking around like that, right? And there's nothing about him that differentiates clark kent from superman literally other than he put on a pair of glasses yep no he just looks like a hunk yeah um so an officer a bunch of officers arrive to uh help at what looks like a bunch of women that are being human trafficked um and the ladies are like no 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 don't go upstairs it's not safe and they go upstairs and they find a guy in chains and guys typical batman he's been branded just like batman does you know it's his thing (laughs) So they uh, they take him and uh, they put him in jail. And I guess we find out that when Batman brands someone, which is a new uh, Batman fact I'm learning about in this movie, um, it basically is a death sentence in jail for whoever has this uh, this horrifying mark on their skin. <laughs> because I guess it's supposed to mean that like he reserves it for like the worst of worst. So he's yeah. not going to kill them like Rorschach would. Wait, better mm-hmm. Zack Snyder super, uh, superhero movie. It is a better Zack Snyder superhero. A messy one still, but a better one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's to me, it's to mean that the, you know, this guy was like, you know, a human trafficker or a pedophile or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we cut back to, uh, we finally get Bruce Wayne played by Ben Affleck, who I think is great in this movie. I think he's good as Bruce. I think he's good I as like Batman. him as Bruce Wayne. I, that's one of the few things I took away from him, uh, as Batman is like, he absolutely is a Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, I like him in both parts, actually. Batman, yeah. uh, and I, I think saying that now is an unpopular opinion. Well, I don't, uh, I don't get why. I mean, I like, you know what? I like the Pattinson movie. Could have used an editor. That's for goddamn sure. But uh, I would not have been mad at if that movie had been made with uh, Ben Affleck. I really wouldn't. I think I, Ben Affleck would have been mad, though. <laughs> I like um but I, I liked him in both parts. I liked that his Bruce Wayne was more um, seasoned. He looked mm-hmm. older. He yeah. seemed, he acted a little bit older. Um, it put me in mind of the Bruce Wayne from the animated series. Yeah. Because whenever, when they, whenever Kevin Conroy or that, they, whenever they depicted that character on 
the animated series, Bruce was always fairly vibrant. He mm-hmm. wasn't sullen and dark and moody. Like, and that's that's the thing about you know keeping a good secret identity is that you 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 act all broody and sullen when you're Batman, but hey, you're the party partying guy, life a bachelor about town. For, for some reason has a boy ward uh <laughs> that's that's bruce wayne you know but i think it yeah. also i think it also depends on the movie surrounding him right like i think for him to be broody and sullen in the newest batman i think works for that particular movie because it's more of a film noir like detective like thriller kind of thing and but i think in this one year, he's, he hasn't got a grasp on separating the two identities yet yeah, but I think in this one, like like Josh was saying, he's uh, more seasoned, so he kind of knows how to separate both sides of himself. So the other thing I liked about him too is Batman was his his bulk, his size. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he bulked up for this movie. He was a big dude, like he um, and I really like Christian Bale as as Bruce Wayne and Batman both, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. these ones are different enough. Like Christian Bale got extremely lean and cut for for Batman. Affleck just looked like a beast and yeah. when he's doing his fighting scenes he's doing it like a brawl style and he's he he looks like a guy that that you know if you got into a fight with him he'd probably fuck you up but and Christian Bale did too but it was it was two different styles right his was very athletic and very and that's also supposed to be a year one type though too when you're thinking of Batman Begins Christian Bale for sure yeah yeah well I'm I'm talking about it in general like the three movies uh Batman Begins Dark Knight and and um Dark, Dark Knight Rises, Rises. He, his his style is very like an athletic style mm-hmm. he was a ninja they they established mm-hmm. in Batman Begins he's like a ninja this one he's he's older and he's thicker and he's bigger, so his style was different. He was throwing more like a UFC elbows. type guy. Yeah, he was throwing yeah. lots of knees and elbows and hooks and. Well, that's what happens when you so. get trained by acclaimed ninja Liam Neeson. <laughs> so. So, but anyway, yeah, it, it, I I don't think I I don't know how people feel about Ben Affleck as Batman, but uh, it's one of the things I I if I'm forced to say I like something about this movie. I do like him in in that role, and I wish he would still be in that role. You know, another yeah. thing I like about this movie, Jeremy Effin Irons as well, Alfred. That, well, that comes up right here because Bruce is Bruce is hanging out with Alfred, played by the great Jeremy Irons. Um, of course, Dungeons and Dragons, Jeremy Irons. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, it's, if, the, if people only listen to the podcast and never watch movies, that's the only way they'd know him. Um, and we find out that uh, he's trying to find someone linked to someone linked um to someone who's building a real filthy bomb they make they call it a dirty bomb but you know um and there's at this some point in this movie we get to the point where they're trying to the movie is trying to equate put batman and superman on equal footing by saying like clark or superman i guess is is real is really who he is superman thinks that batman branding these guys that essentially get them killed or nearly killed in prison is like somehow equal to superman just like destroying entire cities and and to fight guys and accidentally killing a bunch of people i don't think that's equal all right so we're about to enter another we're about to introduce another character and i have a bit of a hot take not a a scorching hot take but i'm gonna give a bit of a hot take here so and i know how josh feels about i know nathan feels about it but we we meet lex Luthor at this point played by jesse eisenberg who is one of the things about this movie when it was announced that people were like what the fuck is going on i just want to say 
I don't think this is like, <laughs> I love Jesse Eisenberg. First of all, I think he's great in a lot of movies. Wonderful. Um, I don't know if this was a great fit for him, but I will say that as a performance, it was one of the more, not necessarily good, but one of the more interesting things for, as far as I'm concerned. Like I was actually like when he was acting crazy, <laughs> I kind of perked up. I was like, oh, okay. He's just, he's just in, nuts. He's just going insane. He's just chewing the scenery. He's having a blast with it. Whatever. This is fun. And then it would go to like, you know, oh, what are we doing over here? Oh, we got to find this dirty bomb. <laughs> like I didn't care anymore. And then he would be like, wow, this is what I'm talking about. It's crazy. And I rule the city and all this like Greek mythology. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like that, that's just my take. I don't think he's like, I don't think it's like a great performance, but I'm like, I was like, I don't know. I was entertained by it, I guess. I think other than him kind of low key making some sense about Superman and not necessarily knowing all of his intentions and being able to totally trust him. I know he's the villain, but still, you know, this guy just shows up and has like all the superpowers, like that annoying kid who said, I have all the superpowers whenever you played superheroes as a kid. Uh, I think the thing that bothered me the most about this and again, not the biggest Superman guy. I do know a thing or two that Lex Luthor is supposed to be very calm and methodical, almost like the Kingpin, if I can draw a Marvel analog. And for him to be like, hey, Zach, what's my uh, what's my motive in this motivation in this scene? Cocaine. You've done a lot of cocaine. That's your motivation, Jesse. Now go to it. I, I actually put a similar note and we're not quite at the scene yet, but so I'll, I'll elaborate more on it later if you want. But there's a scene that comes up later where he gives a speech mm. and you learn that he's not a good public speaker and he gets frustrated with himself. And I I put my notes very similar to what you just said. That's not Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is very calm and he's in control of everything and he's methodical and he's, he's intelligent a, he, he's and he's charismatic. To be, yeah. And, and Machiavellian and and like uh, just absolutely planning to the nth degree, like trying to make nothing can absolutely go wrong. Right. And and he has a little meltdown later on in the scene that we'll eventually get to where he gives a speech and he gets all frustrated with himself and he lets people see him get frustrated. And I said, that's not Lex Luthor. And and his first scene and I and I've had this conversation with other people, you know, whether it's in online on twitter with friends of mine who watch these movies but he says right away they make it clear that he talks about his father is the lex and lex corp so mm -hmm. i have a bunch of people who say to me there who who defend the movie i'll say things oh no you don't understand this isn't lex luther this is alex luther this is his son and my response to that is i don't care i if i'm seeing a luther in a superman movie I want the Lex Luthor that's been around forever and has worked and is the thorn in the side of Superman. Whether this is Alex Luthor Jr., whether it's the OG Lex Luthor, it doesn't matter. It should be the one that people want to see by and large. Hmm. And I don't think... and I, he, I, he shouldn't look like an extra from like a Beck or Beastie Boys video. And someone I remember when this movie came out was um, somebody said I wanted to see Lex Luthor and instead I got a Muppet. And that's funny. And I cracked up laughing when I read that, you know, a few years ago. But it's also accurate. He really is like 
a Muppet with the wild hair and the, and the, ooh, do not shake hands with this person. Do not pick a fight with him. Ha ha ha. And I get like, it's, I mean, like we said before with the Pattinson movie and with Batman Begins, it's, it's a proto. It's a, it's a, it's a first year version. And maybe we can kind of excuse it because later on we get, do we do get a glimpse of the Lex that you come to, you know, know and love slash hate. But I would have liked to have seen more flashes of that Lex Luthor as uh, that he does show from time to time in this, but they don't show it with, I don't know, with a satis- to a satisfying degree, in my opinion. No, I agree. It wasn't. And I, and I get, Brendan, what you're saying, too. Like Jesse Eisenberg, he's a great actor and everything. And, you know, he's putting his own spin on it. I well, just I, I don't even I, think. I don't even think it's his own spin. I think he's doing the assignment that was given. I honestly do think that this was what they wanted him to do. And that's fine. You know, if he's, he's just a guy doing his job either way, I just not saying it's great, but I'm just, you know, whatever it is did not work for me. And I just, the other thing, and I think I said this to you, Brendan, when we were texting back and forth about this movie, Brian Cranston, like campaigned like a politician for a long time to try and get the role of Lex Luthor to the, to the point where I was like, (sighs) how do they, all right, well, obviously he's going to be Lex Luthor. When a guy like Brian Cranston says, I want to be Lex Luthor. How do you say no to that? Mm. And then when they announced that it was going to be Jesse Eisenberg, I was like, wait, what? And who knows, maybe they try to negotiate with them. Maybe schedules didn't line up. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. when you're almost teased with something like that on, like, imagine Brian Cranston being a classic version of Lex Luthor. I think I would have enjoyed this more than Walter White without the meth. Right. (laughs) So, um, so like, yeah, so Lex Luthor (laughs) played by Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, he's babbling about talking about kryptonite and how he's talking to Holly Hunter and he's like, you know, talking about metahumans, gods among us, et cetera, et cetera. He's really trying to convince Hollywood Hunter to support this um, this idea of having this kryptonite just in case Superman one day was like, you know what? I think I'm a bad guy now and just decided to turn on the earth. And she's kind of buying into it at this point a little bit, but we'll, you know, we'll get to it. Uh, that changes a little later. Um, cut to, oh, hey, it's our friend Scoop McNary who got his legs crushed earlier and he's defacing the uh, the Superman statue. He quickly gets arrested. What does he spray and, on and, the statue? Uh, like, is it like murder not a, or something? Not False a god. god. False, False god. god, that's it. And they charge him with a hate crime. How is that a hate crime? I, hate I had crime? that in my notes too. He was brought up, could face 40 hate. years in prison for domestic terrorism and hate crime. What? <laughs> I don't understand how that's a hate crime or a domestic terrorist threat. I actually it's- rewound it to see if he uttered something to the police <laughs> when they arrested him. Like, I'm going to fucking blow up this whole entire country, you know, something like that. But no, he spray paints false god, he gets arrested. That's it. Faces 40 years for domestic terrorism and hate crime. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, wait, what was the date when he did this? <laughs> and like, and like, you know, fuck Superman, too. Like, fuck him Thank for you. not, for Thank not you. flying down and being like, guys, like, oh, easy on him. I just like, like in general. No, I mean, like, for this scene, like, how did he not hear this, 
take two seconds out of his day because he could fly anywhere instantly and just be like, guys, come on. Because Lois wasn't involved, that's how. Oh, I'm going to get on that, too, about how he could hear her screaming in Africa and went to her rescue. But anyway, I'll touch on that later. So we go back. We go to um, help me out. What's the name of the newspaper? Is that the Daily Planet? Daily Planet. Oh, wow. I got that right. Um, They cut to the Daily Planet and we briefly meet while he was in Man of Steel. But we see Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White. The great Lawrence Fishburne playing Perry White, getting almost nothing to do in this movie. Um, talking about the headlines that they can run, and he's just very obsessed with headlines. That's his whole character thing. Um, <laughs> we uh, then cut back to Luther again. He's talking to this senator, and he's like, you know, I want access to the wreck of the crashed Kryptonian ship. I want the body of General Zod. If you watched Man of Steel, he died in the first one. He died in that movie, or, or if you um, watched Superman two with Christopher Reeves, whichever. He's in both. <laughs> Actually, no, they sent him off into like the nothing. In Man of Steel, Superman snaps his neck, and I remember that being another weird thing in that movie. Like, yeah, Superman would totally do that. Um, so, and then <laughs> what's hilarious about this scene, though? He's like, I want all these things, I want all these things, and then Jesse Eisenberg just like plops a candy in the senator's mouth, and I was like, wait, is that the payoff? <laughs> just like feed me licorice. <laughs> Jolly, Jolly Ranchers. ranchers. Yeah, yeah. Feed, feed me Jolly Ranchers, and I'll get you the body of a a dead villain that almost ended the world and access to the to a crashed Kryptonian ship i actually put that in my nose too going back to how much i hate this version of lex luther because if a brian cranston did (laughs) that and played the type of lex luther that i you know that we all know and love if he would have done that it's like an intimidation thing like yeah yeah i just put a candy in your i touched your lips with my finger eat my fucking candy and you're going to like it and that will be your payoff and you won't do shit about it. Jesse Eisenberg does it. And I feel like if he did it to me, I'd be like, don't you fucking touch me again. You fucking dweeb. And he'd be like, Oh, <laughs> don't be fight with this guy. <laughs> oh, 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 you did zombie land. Oh, I did a uh, uh, social venture land. Are you, you, yeah. you are, I think you were doing more of a Michael Sarah impression. There. You really were. <laughs> they're the fucking same guy. They, oh, no, no, no. They're the Eisenberg. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg is a thinking man's Michael Sarah. <laughs> All right. Um, so after that scene, uh, we cut to a um, couple, just a quick thing of Bruce Wayne going to like a local fight club, I guess. And just like <laughs> walking around. That's pretty much it in that scene. Clark is a uh, real inconspicuous too, with his beautiful three piece suit. Yeah, at and the he fight wh- club. He whispers to some fighter, and then the fighter immediately wins the fight. It's just so he can, <laughs> and then it's all just a ploy so he can clone this criminal's cell phone. Zack right. Snyder, we don't have to film everything. <laughs> and well, like, there's tons of scenes in this movie where there's like, okay, Bruce gets invited to a party. Well, let's show him go downstairs, get in the car, drive the car off, and then drive the car down the road. And no, this just is, cut to the goddamn party where he went to, obviously, because he got invited to it. And this is the shorter version, mm-hmm. Nathan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so Clark is talking about this vicious crime wave of Batman, but Perry White is like, uh, but, like, Superman's way worse, so let's focus on that. And he's like, oh, if only he knew I was Superman. Uh, meanwhile, Lois finds a, a bullet from that whole Africa thing, and it's got it. She finds out that it's filled with this prototype weaponry, and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna get on a plane and go investigate this." Um, These Luce, scenes happen as quickly as Brendan is explaining them. 
that's why I am like trying to ran, like run through some of this stuff because it's so quick and almost like borderline pointless. Yeah. Um, um, and Lois going. It was at this point where Lois asks for the plane to go to DC. Yep. That I wrote really long time without any action as my notes. <laughs> well. Josh, if you want action, then you're in luck because the very next scene has Luther talking to Hollywood Hunter. And he's saying that uh, uh, she says, you know, we're going invest- to investigate this kryptonite mineral. She's basically given up on uh, on what he's selling. And she says, you can you can tell me whatever you like. You can give me a bucket of piss and call it Granny's Peach Tea. Remember that part. A long walk for a very little bit of water. Pun intended. Ah, a dumb, dumb, dumb line that's paid off. It doesn't need to be paid off. No. <laughs> he could have just left it as a dumb line. Um, Bruce has a nightmare where a zombie pops out of his mother's no, grave. I thought it was a man bat. But also in this scene, did oh, you yeah. notice? Because he goes to the family mausoleum, uh, which apparently he keep, is kept on property. Uh, and as he goes in... There is like, uh, I don't know, like it was like a mosaic or, or a stained glass or there's something there where an angel is like protecting people. Did you check it out? Were they a little were they heavy handed enough for the you noticed it that the angel had a red cape and blue armor? <laughs> oh, like Superman. Yeah. Well, That's um, all I got. The, everything and, again and the, and the man bat. This scene is is it has the weight of a feather because we just gloss over it. And we move on. Yep. Uh, Lois is continuing her search about this, about this mysterious uh, prototype bullet. He, she's she's trying to talk to a senator. He says, "No, don't get too close to the truth. You don't want to know what's going on." Blah blah blah. She does it in the men's room, and he says, "With balls like yours, you belong in here." Yeah, I noted that line. That was a fun line. <laughs> um, man, Amy Adams so much better than anything in this movie. <laughs> Uh, but Bruce, I remember uh, her as Pam 2.0. She's done so many great things since The Office. Had, yeah, no. She's and I, I really like. I loved her in The Fighter. I think that's my favorite movie she's been in. And but, like a, a rival, she was really good in, and like yeah, all the, all this stuff. But the point I'm making is, every time I see her, the first thing that pops in my head is Michael Scott. Ooh, Pam 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> um. Bruce finds out he's been invited to a party at Lex Luthor's house. Ugh, nerds, mm. am I right? And he starts thinking, like, wait a second. This, uh, this, okay, we didn't mention, but there's this, this code name, White Portuguese, that he's been hearing. Uh, and he thinks that that's connected to this really dirty bomb that he's trying to find. Um, we, we later find out White Portuguese is the name of a boat. It, it, that stuff, it really Bodie doesn't matter that face. Much. <laughs> face. Um, okay, and this is the which these, they, this that plot point is directly lifted from Lethal Weapon Four. But <laughs> tells you the quality of film we're looking at here. Lethal Weapon Four. Well, Lethal Weapon Four, classic, of course, the cinema. Well, that's at least the fourth best one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it is. I think it's the sixth best one, <laughs> in, in, including the series. I think I think the first two diehards are better Lethal Weapon movies than Lethal <laughs> Weapon Four. Um. But, okay, this is the least believable part of the movie coming up where Clark Kent has no idea who Bruce Wayne is. Because at Uh, one point he says, who's that? He points to Bruce Wayne and says, who is that? I'm sorry. My understanding, he owns a rival newspaper. He owns, like, Gotham is across the river. It's really, like, I know he's not the most popular guy in the world right now. 
But really, that'd be like going to a party, being a reporter, by the way, like Clark Kent is, going to a party as a reporter, pointing at Elon Musk and being like, who's he? (laughs) Who's that anonymous, charming, awkward South African fella? Who's that coked out bus boy in the stupid cowboy hat? (laughs) Wait a minute. Terrible haircut. He doesn't belong here. Who's this guy? Um, no, no, none of this makes but anyway, any sense. Uh, Wait a that, second. It, it, this it, it, lesbian it, bar doesn't have a fire exit. Enjoy your death <laughs> trap, ladies. Hey, nice, solid Simpsons reference. <laughs> but really, I, I thought the same thing. How does he not know who you would think is likely? Because if you think of, like, you know, the rich people of the world, he's yeah. – Bruce Wayne's one of the richest men in the world and most well-known – it he's really a, he, would be like Jeff not Bezos. knowing, right? It would yeah. really be like not knowing a Jeff Bezos, an Elon Musk, a Bill Gates, Donald Trump, like which is, which is fine if you're if 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 your mom's at the party, but if you're supposed to be a star reporter exactly. for a major metropolitan newspaper, so mm. metropolitan that the city that it's located in is called Metropolis. Yeah. Also, uh, which Wayne. by the way. Is apparently just across the water from fucking yeah, Gotham. Just across the harbor, yeah. Also, also Bruce Wayne, the world's greatest detective, unable to tell that Clark Kent is Superman. So Clark and uh, Bruce have their first uh, face-to-face, which would be cool if this was a better movie, but it's not that interesting. Uh, Luther gets involved, and he's like, ooh, the great Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent meeting for the first time, blah, 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 and he rambles for a while. Um, Clark uh, he's tries to convince... Clark tries to convince Bruce that Batman thinks he's above the law, but Bruce calls him hypocrites. That Superman is literally an unstoppable alien. Um, I think he I, actually says the line we ha- over in Gotham. We have a problem with cl- uh, freaks dressed like clowns, which I Joker thought. Reference. Oh, I see what you're doing, movie. Okay. Referencing way better movies. <laughs> like, oh, the Tim Burton Batman movie? Uh, that and uh, the Dark Knight. And Dark Knight. Yeah, both better. <laughs> um, yeah, my- also Joker. My, yeah, true. My note literally here is Luther joins in and acts silly. So we get a, a bunch of footage, news footage of people debating about Superman, including uh, Senator Holly Hunter, uh, touchy, touchy Charlie, Charlie Rose, and some like random expert types. Like you get Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, and, you're talking about the, the montage. The montage where they're just talking about like, well, what is yeah. Superman? What if he just turned evil? But blah, blah, isn't blah. Isn't this a section where we're like, where we have to ask ourselves the question, who is that wonderful woman? She's what? at the party. She's at the party too. Oh well, yeah. I mean, we get briefly a glimpse of Gal Gadot, uh, but really, she doesn't do much for a while, though. She steals the the thing that uh, Bruce planted on the. Uh, he planted like this thing on like uh, I don't know if it was like an internet server or just a computer server, so he can steal this information from Lex Luthor, and she steals it before Bruce can go back down and and reclaim it. Right, but we don't know and, who she is yet. We just no. we just no it's gal gadot and obviously she's playing an important character because it's gal gadot in this movie and it'd be weird if she was an extra um it's gadot i thought it was gadot i thought for a long time too but i actually heard her say i've been i've been i've been waiting to find (laughs) oh god uh scoop mcnary remember him he got his legs crushed Uh, he gets to meet charles xavier he gets yeah he gets he's in a wheelchair he gets he gets bailed out of prison and um, he gets taken back to his house where Lex Luthor is waiting for him. And he's like, I know what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to make you a political pawn. 
and uh, he plants him in Holly Hunter's office. And then suddenly she's very much behind this Superman, uh, anti-Superman crusade because she was kind of wavering a little bit. But now she has like a legit reason to go after him. Like this is a victim of, you know, one of your uh collateral damage from the from man of steel that's what she says she's like hey guys remember man of steel this guy gets legs crushed in that movie um and so, the beginning of this one yeah we finally just snap his neck at the beginning of the fight instead of the end <laughs> yeah if you could do that when you just like save like i don't know hundreds of people's lives <laughs> we finally um get to hear gal gadot speak diana prince you know we all know wonder woman like josh said a ray of sunshine in this movie nathan what's the term you always use an island of reality in an ocean of diarrhea there we go (laughs) but again i would say like like you guys were saying this cast is stacked there's not a bad actor in this movie everyone they're, they're they're not all great performances but everyone is very talented there's a very talented cast but Anyway, we unless, get unless they're singing John Lennon's Imagine. Oh God! Hey, so we all, tone deaf. We all have <laughs> missteps. Um, but Diana Prince, uh, we get to hear her speak, and she, uh, we find out that she stole that drive from from Bruce, who stole from Luther. Uh, but she just wanted a cool selfie off of it, so don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Then we okay. Then inexplicably, we cut to Batman in the desert, and this was the most pointless scene in the movie. This dream he has where he's like mad max man and he's in the desert with like a huge gun and getting like a kryptonite bomb delivered he uses guns a bunch and things like okay i saw this movie in theaters and just before this scene i remember i actually dozed off and i woke up and i was like to this and i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> like, um, you see the kenny omega apparently took over the world uh, a big omega symbol when he uh, oh <laughs> my nightmare <laughs> my note on this scene and jim Cornette's. my note on the scene is uh bruce wayne's weird dream sequence this movie is a mess nothing yeah. makes sense why <laughs> is this in the movie it's so stupid and then we we use this dream thing for like superman is evil in this dream because i guess batman that's batman's worries is that superman's gonna turn on everyone and then he comes back, he wakes up once, and we get a cameo from a Hol- Flash Forward. <laughs> we get a cameo, <laughs> a cameo from Hollywood bad boy Ezra Miller as the Flash, <laughs> who tells him that uh, uh, you got to find Lois Lane because she's the key. You got to find them. Oh, that Bruce Wayne wakes up again. And who the fuck cares? If he had done that, if, if, if the Flash had done that, better movie. <laughs> And no special effects. Just, <laughs> just him, diddly, 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 like, waving his arms like Mike Myers and Dana Kirby. Only to the level of what like an SNL sketch can afford. That's what I want for the special effect in that scene. Like literally this whole sequence, it's like, oh, what the fuck ever? Who cares? Um, and Bruce Wayne is very adamant. He's like, if there is even a one percent chance that Superman is our enemy, we should take it as an absolute certainty. It's like, dude, you should never get into law because that, mm-hmm. is, that, is, that is a rough way of looking at things. Clearly a Sith. <laughs> and and like, I also wanted him to be like, also the Flash told me he was bad in a dream. <laughs> uh, am I crazy or yes. was that 100% not Ezra Miller as the Flash in that part? No, I, I think it was Ezra Miller. 
got to be. Why would they? Why would they use him in the video footage later? Not use him in the And then I I search Ezra Miller and I get actor Ezra Miller accused of grooming teenage fan. Oh God, <laughs> he's getting in more trouble, guys. Um. Okay. Let's... See, this is what happens when you don't take your perfectly usable Flash from the CW super successful TV series and give that kid a push. Wrestling reference. I know we've already got a several of them before, but that wrestling term got it in. Give this kid a push so he could be a main event superstar in the DCU. Nailed it. And Guys, his, his, it's him. It's him. Yeah, I know. His part was, uh, no. it was so pointless. It was just there so that you could, you know, people would leave the movie theater going, oh, there was a flash cameo. Yeah, it was just a flash That's... in the fan. <laughs> But that's all it served. It was just you, they just wanted them in there or wanted him in there to be able to um, have people go home and say, oh, did you oh, what did you think of the flash cameo? There's nothing about it. there's nothing it served. Yeah. Which I find the Marvel movies do a lot better in, in planting those cameos. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, that's actually there's a purpose to that. It's building to something. This is just like, whoa, the flash. Whoa. He literally well, popped that in honor. Justice, which I'm assuming was the dawn of the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, but it was still. I mean, there's gross. I'm defending there's, this move. There's a line at the end that Batfleck has about, um, you know, getting people together or some shit. So yeah. you, you could have just had that line and it'd be fine, mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than shoehorning the Flash into the scene. So after this, uh, Lois manages to deliver the prototype bullet to a sen- to the, one of the senators. She convinces him to take it. Uh, Batman uh, launches a tracker onto the convoy carrying kryptonite off the white Portuguese ship and then chases them in the Batmobile. Did lots you of notice? Shooting, lots of shooting and murder. Did you notice the terminal that they all left from? Uh, no. It was the Nicholson terminal. And I was like, oh, I really hope that's a nod to the original Oh, like the the, the Keaton Batman. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Uh, Batman straight up kills like multiple people <laughs> in this scene. That's fine. <laughs> Batman kills people. I don't know why people get their their nuts in a twist about that. He has killed several people before. Usually, just incapacitates people though, for the most part. Okay, usually, but it is not a thing where it's like it's a he has it, there like you could count on two hands the amount of people he's killed. No. Not a thing. Mm. Maybe more of like a defensive killing, though. Like, I don't think he actively goes to seek people out, to villains out to kill them. Like, I think if that's what it has to come to, then that's what it has to come to type thing. I do feel like this. He's killing a lot of people, though, like even for Bat for, for like for Batman. But he's seasoned slash jaded now. So um so the hilarious I, this scene makes me laugh so hard because he's he's chasing him through the streets in the Batmobile and then Superman is just standing there in the middle of the road. Oh my god. And Batman the Batmobile obviously like bounces off of him and crashes and Superman is like, you know, I showed you mercy this time. Next time you won't be so lucky. And I'm like, dude, you let the bad guys go. <laughs> yeah. He did. Like I know you I know you thought Batman it was showed like, you mercy. You caused a severe accident. What if Batman broke his neck in this car wreck? Yeah, let's not let's not forget <laughs> let's not forget Batman is a human being. <laughs> Superman is a fucking unstoppable alien. 
like when I first read the title Batman v Superman when it came out, I was like, oh, so he's gonna murder him in five seconds. <laughs> not not if you talk to comic book fans, every single one I ever talked to. Well, it depends on how much regardless. prep time. Yeah, yeah I, Batman and, wins regardless whoever he's he's fighting it because he's Batman and, and he's awesome. And I answer with I don't care. <laughs> well, I was gonna say which, which tells you the amount of like uh, I don't know savior complex a mm. lot of superhero fans have. <laughs> uh, Batman is I've made this comparison before, Nathan. I think you'll get where I'm coming from. I like Batman. I actually really enjoy like the Batman I know character Batman. as a comic I've fan. I've worked with but, Batman. You sir. Or no Batman. But he, um, hardcore Batman fans are the Toronto Maple Leaf fans of the <laughs> comic book world. Like, <laughs> obnoxiously. Oh. So. Oh, love having guests that get sports stuff. <laughs> what's that like? Uh, what's that like a football thing? Shut up, Brandon. <laughs> um, so Batman, of course, uh, as Superman is flying away, Batman says, "Do you bleed? Oh my you god! Will. Fucking god! The <laughs> line that everyone loves. The most absolutely overwrought, trite line in the movie. Uh, so that we find Almost, that I know. Sorry, second, second. We'll get to the <laughs> the most overwrought, trite line later. That's much later. Yes." Um, we find out that, so Batman finds out that the tracker, uh, he still can, you know, see where the tracker's going. It ends up at LexCorp. Uh-oh! The bat tracker. The bat, bat tracker. tracker. <laughs> I, I, I have an itchy back. That's what I use. The bat tracker. <laughs> the bat. Using one oh. <laughs> But it ends bat up at the Lex, tracker. LexCorp, uh, research facility. And I'm like, oh no, Lex Luthor's a villain. What? Um, Holly Hunter, the big Senate hearing is on. She brings the guy, she brings Scoop McNary in, in the wheelchair, um, meanwhile, Luther has his kryptonite now. Lois finds out that the bullet was devised by LexCorp. No way! And we also find out that Scoot McNary's been sending all his disability checks back and, and writing, like, it's your, it's, why haven't you done anything? What are you doing? It's like, okay, okay, because Bruce Wayne in Gotham City is going to stop Superman in Metropolis from right? causing a building to land on you. All right, dude, whatever. He, he, and actually, you know what? He should thank his lucky stars that Bruce Wayne was there indeed to pry that beam off of him so they could at least save the upper part of his legs. Yeah. And like, he saved his life at least. Yeah. Could have bled out there like, underneath that eye beam. He did. He didn't get like brain damage or anything. Like, would it be great if Bruce Wayne wrote him back and said, "Um, you're welcome." <laughs> Fine. Here's a smaller check. Ungrateful much? <laughs> uh, so the Senate hearings begin. Oh, the funny thing is, uh, I I, I wrote this down because Bruce is like, "Why haven't I seen any of these until today?" And, and I noticed that one of the notes says Bruce is blind, and I'm like, "Well, there's your answer." Um, <laughs> the only thing too about the set we haven't talked about her yet, but um, better get in because she's not long for this world. Right. The uh, the little sidekick. The I don't know if she's his personal assistant or what, but there was a uh, I oh, believe an Luther's Asian pers- Luther's yeah, personal assistant. Yeah, Luther's personal assistant who had popped up a few times earlier in the movie. I think she only had one line. It was to kick yeah. Bruce Wayne out of a part of. Of Luther's, the server room, where right. he was placing that little thing that, that yeah. the Wonder Woman stole. And server room kicked, where... and, I, and I actually thought that was kind of a cool Bruce Lane, Lane part, because is, it showed his charm. Um, Nathan, is that the same server room where Fisher Stevens and Penn Gillette are hanging out? 
Uh, yes. If actually, if you look, uh, you can see that the internet is indeed a city in that room. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So this yeah. exists in the same world of hackers. Got it. Absolutely. So she comes in and she like, hey, get the fuck out or whatever. And Bruce Wayne flirts with her and she smiles. She's like, I'm a little drunk. Yeah, but um, she um, she was in the movie a little bit. And then for no reason whatsoever, Lex Luthor absolutely insists that she goes in and sits in on this. Right? Here. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Why? Well, he really likes murder, guys, okay? The I mean, more the merrier. He, he was angling for a new assistant, and Severance <laughs> is a bitch. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't have any immediate family, so he's not worried about, like, having to pay them, you know? Well, I mean, why would he? He's not responsible. That happened in the Senate. Now, you guys are probably paying out to the family. It's 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 the government. Well, now you guys are probably wondering now why would he have to pay uh, money to grieving family members? Oh, that's because these Senate hearings go really uh, wrong. <laughs> that <laughs> their Superman walks in in full costume into the Senate hearings, which I think is one of the funniest shots of the entire movie. Uh, yep. Made me laugh for like a minute. And uh oh, <laughs> Holly Hunter looks over at her drink and it says mm-hmm. Granny's peach tea. Remember that joke from like the forty-five minutes ago? Really? Yeah. It seemed longer ago. Uh, it was probably only like 20 minutes ago, really. Remember that joke from Dark Knight Rises from five years ago, it seemed? <laughs> um, but she realizes something is up. Oh, too late. The Senate explodes and literally everyone dies except, of course, Superman, who, when the smoke clears and he's standing there, has a look like he's like, rats. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> Yeah. And again, how did he not sense that something was up? Like, doesn't he have x-ray vision and shit? I mean, but yeah, he like, has like super hearing. You you think he would have heard the mechanism in the bomb, but I suppose yeah. it could have been disguised because it was mechanical. God damn it. I'm defending this movie again. You're like, you're like, OK, guys, I just got to admit, write something right now. Zack Snyder is a visionary. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about Dawn of the Dead, I mean, not well, so much Sucker Punch. But, obviously uh, his best movie. Watchmen. No, no contest. Um, okay. I like Watchmen and 300 both. Yeah. Yeah, 300's fun. <laughs> but this podcast isn't about movies we like. No, it's not. Not till the end. Sometimes it is. Tank Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man uh, 3, kind of. <laughs> Shut Lex, up, Josh. <laughs> Lex Luthor returns to LexCorp and realizes that Batman has taken his kryptonite. Uh-oh. Uh, the, sus- the suspect of the bombing ends up being, of course, Scoop McNary and, uh, Superman is mad that he didn't even see it coming. I'm like, dude, how are you? No, I also said like, how are you going to see it coming? Did you hear him make the granny's peach tea fucking joke earlier? No, you didn't dude. Um, but at the same time, Luther is using, uh, remember he wanted Zod's body and he cuts off his fingertips and activates a device. And now he's going to learn some shit about alien planets or some bullshit. Did he cut off his finger? I thought he, he just did sliced earlier. his hand. He sliced, no, he sliced off the the fingerprints. Like the skin or whatever. Yeah, he used he used the, the kryptonite scalpel. Which, which would not work. I, name of my next band. Which, by the way, would not work. You, it's like it's like in the fucking uh was it the sixth day when he cuts off that guy's fingers and he's just using them for the oh because scanner? the electricity that's required because yeah usually with biometrics there has to be some sort of like heartbeat or like electrical charge because of the human body the kryptonite bo- kryptonian body 
uh, emits some sort of electrical charge that lets you realize that this is live tissue, not just a, an image that is being read by the machine. Guys, this took me back. This reminded me of when we covered uh, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., our first episode Ugh. that Josh was on. I wrote down, Bruce Wayne inexplicably hammering on a tire. <laughs> oh, because he's training, yeah. Yeah, but it just reminded me of Nick Fury just pickaxing in the Arctic <laughs> for no reason. My, my note was, no dropping the weights. I think my first one was actually Captain America, but <laughs> either way, what a couple of gems. I'm was your first serious. episode Captain America? I thought I, it was Nick Fury. I, I believe it was Captain America. Oh, okay, okay. Well, an oldie anyway, an oldie and a goodie. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce starts looking through the stuff that he stole uh, that from Lex Luthor. There's a, there's literally folders called MetaHumans. <laughs> Which I hate that term. I just hate that it's so or, like it's so organized and obvious. <laughs> like, wouldn't you I... like put some code coding on that or something? <laughs> But, Do not look here, superheroes. <laughs> he finds a photo um, that later... Totally normal tax stuff, not porn. <laughs> he finds a photo that later we actually see where that came from when the uh, far better <laughs> Wonder Woman movie came out. Yeah. And uh, what's that? I said, yeah. Oh, I thought you were like, eh. No, what is no. With, well, what what is with you clicking on my forbidden file of mystery? <laughs> <laughs> but like they had Chris Pine in this photo, so they must have already known that he was going to be in the Wonder Woman movie. Like maybe they're filming probably, at the same time. He, he was probably signed because they they, from my understanding, this this was supposed to send forth the DCU. Yeah. And so they actually had a roadmap, not unlike the MCU. So they they would have had a Wonder Woman movie in the pipe. So they're like, okay, well, we know we're going to get the actors. We're going to get them their contracts squared away because we want to use them in this movie. A lot of it might have been even filmed at that point because maybe Batman and Superman came out in 2016. Wonder Woman was 2017. Yeah, that's a good so they're, they're only a year apart. Yeah, so he basically has a folder that shows that uh, uh, Gal Gadot was alive in 1918. And he's like, well, that doesn't add up in my head. So he's a little confused about that. Man, she looks good for her age. Right? Like, uh, what's your secret? Um, Lex Luthor, uh, back to Lex Luthor. He cuts his hand. He bleeds all over Zod, who floats in this watery goop. Something, something. Council of Krypton forbids this, says a voice in wherever he is. He's like, I don't care. I I hated this part, too. Because, again, harping on how much of a bitch this Lex Luthor is, it says, would you like to take control? He goes, it is this wimpy little whisper because yes I would. Um yes I would. Anyway, I hated it. Go on. <laughs> he's not he's not as in command as he should be. Correct. Yeah. S- Superman has a uh super pointless scene where he talks to uh Kevin Costner. Uh so I imagine it's the same character from Criminal, but no, it's his father. And he's dead he's dead zone, but he's in this movie and they talk about a big pile of nothing just to like give him more humanity, I and guess. Why- Who cares? And why is he fantasizing about Jonathan Kent, who isn't like Jor-El, who he can yeah. talk to at the Fortress of Salt? Is this a dream? Is this is he fantasizing what would happen if Jonathan Kent was there? Why is Jonathan Kent there? Well, he I think he's just imagining it because John, like like Costner does say, like, I miss you, son, and then just disappears. So I'm like, OK, what did that accomplish? <laughs> Nothing. That? Yeah. Um. 
Uh, and they, then, it accomplishes that they couldn't get fucking Gladiator. What's his name? <laughs> Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe to come back as Jarrell. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, he, and it's weird too because notoriously nice guy Russell Crowe. I'm sure everyone had a blast <laughs> filming with him. <laughs> um, Bruce and Alfred also have a pointless scene. I don't care. Uh, but Batman now has a Superman knife, guys. He has a knife made out of kryptonite. He's and, ready to stab, stab, stab Superman. And Batman is extra pissed at Superman for that explosion at the Senate or whatever. Yeah. But I don't get why, because they said clear as day that the one responsible for the explosion was uh, old Legless or whatever. Yeah. Scoot. So yeah. Legless wasn't in this. This isn't a Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> Man, imagine if Orlando Bloom played that pointless role. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Long walk for a great play on words. (laughs) Long walk. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) He looks at the Uh, camera at the last second. He's like, Legolas, get it? And then it blows up. But I'm... (laughs) (laughs) But I'm watching I'm thinking, why is Bruce Wayne mad at Batman... Sorry, mad at Superman for no, that Bruce explosion. No, Bruce Wayne is mad at Batman. He has a real yeah, mad at Batman. complex. He's, he's all pissed off about Superman being involved in his mind with that explosion. And yeah. everyone is like, oh, no, it was definitely the guy who didn't have any legs. Which, if anything, Bruce Wayne should be mad at Batman because he's the one who fucking saved the legless guy Bruce in the first Wayne place. should be mad at Batman? Yes. Yes. Or Batman because should he's be the, mad at Bruce Wayne. Because he's the other. one... So he should be mad at himself because he's the Wait. one who saved the lagless guy in the first place. Right. He oh, hadn't okay. saved him. He wouldn't have been there to blow up the Senate. Right. <laughs> Which he didn't do also. <laughs> Which actually, if if he hadn't, then I, I'm guessing the little girl would have blown up the Senate. Okay. Listen, we need we need to cut to a very important scene where Lois is delivered is kidnapped and delivered to Lex Luthor, mm. um, and she calls him psychotic. And he's like, um, that just a psychotic just means a person with any thought too big for little minds. Um, he does push her off the building to draw out Superman, and it works because Superman catches her at the last second, shows up out of nowhere like an RKO, and um, and and. <laughs> and then he puts her down and he goes back up to to fight and he doesn't put her down like a, like an animal. Uh, he just puts her on the ground and then he goes back up to fight Lex Luthor, which I'm like, oh, this will be a fair fight. Yeah, sure. Um, but Luthor is like talking about he's rambling for a while. And then he tells Superman, like, you're going to fight Batman to the death because I have your mom. Her name is Martha. Let's just remember that. And uh, <laughs> he says, if you do, if you don't fight Batman and bring me his head, uh, your your mom's gonna get killed. So bye. And he takes off. Um, Superman is like, well, shit. I guess I gotta go fight Batman. But I, I think his his motivation is like, I'm gonna go see Batman, but I'm gonna find a way out of having to actually kill him. Right. And I forgot about that part. And my note here was like, well, he really bought into that pretty quick. Yeah. Like, guess yeah. I gotta go kill him. Um, no, because he does show up and like mm. and like starts trying to talk reason into him, but Batman thinks he's there to fucking kill him, so he's he's ready I, with his. I actually had a note here. I really liked that shot of Batman in the rain, and then like there's a flash of light and Superman's floating above him. I don't like his stupid suit or his stupid light and his stupid mask. You mean that like, like the super huge amount of armor that he clearly would have to wear to fight Superman? I just don't. I don't, the the light thing in his eye, in his mask is weird to me. I don't know. I just figured it was a computer readout, like a you know like a Terminator or something. Yeah. Um, Iron Man. 
because he's an iron Batman. The other thing too was um, Robert Downey I, Jr. Actually, made sorry, good I, Bruce Wayne. So on the on the suit, I actually like because it was Tony Stark. it was mm. similar to um, uh, fuck, I can't remember the exact title, Dark Knight Returns or Dark Knight Triumphant, one of those Frank Miller ones where he fought Superman. Mm-hmm. He wore a suit very similar to that. Um, as far, but I, I had this in my notes too, where, um, he can hear Lois in peril at all times. He can hear mm-hmm. in fucking Africa while he's in Metropolis mm-hmm. and can fly there in a whim and stop the terrorists from killing her. But he can't use his super hearing to pinpoint exactly where Martha is held up at. Right. right. Yeah. That makes no sense. But um, so, yeah, so Superman, tell, uh, he goes off to uh, to find Batman. Meanwhile, we get cameos from like Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg, because Di- Diana has the drive and she's looking at the videos of them. And we see that uh, it's basically just D- the DC Universe advertising it's, these upcoming movies. The Justice yeah. League preview. Yeah. Which, by the way, DC, I don't want to get into it too hard, but like DC, you do the movie, you do the individual movies first then you do the team up. It's not rocket science. Anyway, don't blame uh, them. Blame Warner Brothers. True. Yeah. I, I will say though, I I did as long as it was. I did think that the Snyder cut was better than the Justice League, but was released uh, in theaters. Uh, uh, after this and someday. after this and Man of Steel, I've decided that I will take people's word at that and not find out for myself. It's mm. not bad if you watch it in like in the in parts as meant to be like it's actually separated into parts. It's got its issues for sure, but I mean Cyborg is a much better character. They do more with Wonder Woman in that movie. Like overall, the the stuff leading up to the Superman plot makes more sense. Like it it does improve it a little bit. It is very long, and I would recommend watching it in like three or four parts. But I, I thought it was better than whatever that mess was that we got in theaters. But anyway. Uh, back to this classic of cinema. So Superman um, walks right into this weird like sound trap from Batman, um, and uh, but he won't listen to his reasoning. And and I guess the stupid part here too is that one of Batman's ideas was just to shoot really big guns at Superman, as if that was going to do anything. <laughs> you know the guy who's like bullets bounce off his chest. <laughs> yeah, let's just try that. <laughs> Um, Batman shoots at some kryptonite farts at Superman and even says, breathe it in, which made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he ties him, he ties him to this like rope and just starts like swinging. Super- like Batman kicks his ass for most of this fight. Um, and he takes out the fucking Superman death sword. He's standing above him. He's, he cuts him a little bit and he's, he's about to do it. And Superman is like, you're letting him kill Martha. What? Why did you say that to me? Oh, my God. Because, guys, both their moms are named Martha. And you know what? Buds. When when the meme hit the internet, I never in my, I think, 38 years at that point had never put together that. Me neither. (laughs) Until it was mentioned in this movie. I was like... Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah, they were both named Martha. Why didn't they come up with different names? DC was lazy. Yeah. Well, the thing about it, I wouldn't even doubt it if they didn't know. You've and got two different. Ra- it's not like you know, you know back what? in the late 30s, early 40s. It's not like it was as micromanaged as it is now. 
you've got a writer who came up with Superman. You've got a writer who came up with Batman. They're both published by the same company. And, and that's also, that's really it. Brendan, we, we, we can't we can't put the DC people on blast too much because I mean if you listen to a haunted house, George and Martha uh visited us and we didn't think twice about it. Apparently it's just an easy name. That's just easy, an easy female name. name. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, I can't help if that's the name my father gave me. Now oh, I'm Irish. Martha, I don't know why you've changed your nationality, but let's switch it back before we have to explain something to the queen. Oh, potatoes. Oh, you, you're going to get us arrested. Jetpack. Oh, I didn't know that Martha was an MI6. Yeah. Undercover this whole time, getting uh, uh, details on this podcast to report to uh, Secret Intelligence. I don't know what it's called. Mother Superior Irish. She's reporting back to the Irish. She could be. She could be. Josh, sorry, you wanted to say something about the movie we're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know what happened just now. Oh, Um, they just just ran in here. So a a few months after, I I was reading Deadpool a lot around this time, and... Like, remember that scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin where they're making fun of, uh, they do a montage of um, Steve Carell's character and all the geeky things he does. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene of him reading a comic book and laughing out loud by himself. And you're supposed to be like, ha, 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 what a loser. He's laughing at a comic book. That was me reading Deadpool a few <laughs> months after this movie came out. There was, this, there was an ongoing thing then with my dad where everyone, that movie was out. Everyone said to my dad, have you seen 40 year old virgin yet? You have to see it. His apartment is like your house. <laughs> and like, um, so we're, I'm reading Deadpool and it was an issue of Deadpool. that came out a few months after this. I can't remember the issue number, but he's in LA and the premise of the, of the comic, the issue is that they want to make a Deadpool movie. And he's in LA to, you know, give approval or whatever. And he's in a Hollywood studio and there's a poster in the background of Nighthawk versus Hyperion. (laughs) Nighthawk, Nighthawk V Hyperion. And Brad and Nighthawk is like Marvel's ripoff version of Batman. And Hyperion is Hyperion is Superman. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a different guy with a different name, and he's in Marvel, but he's Superman. And it's Nighthawk v. Hyperion. The tagline is Nighthawk v. Hyperion. You won't believe what their mother's names are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I, I remember reading it at work, oh. and I was like Steve Carell reading the comic book. I'm sitting there with the comic in my hand, and I'm just going, ha, ha, ha. By the way, uh, they should have they should have they should have uh, taken the tagline from uh, Freddy versus Jason for this one. Whoever wins, we lose. That was Alien versus Predator, but yes. I thought it was that one too. It was Oh, it was, sorry. That one was Place Your Bets. Yeah. So anyway, back to this movie. Um uh they they bond over the fact that both their moms are named Martha, but not but Lois actually has to show up and say Martha is Superman's mother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing too, I don't know about you guys, but if you're worried about your mom's, like my mom's name's Brenda, like if I'm about oh. to be murdered and I'm concerned about my mom or something, I'm just gonna be like, dude, do me a favor, like make sure my mom's taken care of. I'm not gonna go, Brenda, you're save, killing Brenda, save Brenda, because then like 
the response is going to be, who the fuck's Brenda? <laughs> but you use that distraction to kick someone in the face. <laughs> Throw, yeah, dirt in their eye or something. Um, but yeah, so basically... After you've told them you're a hemophiliac. <laughs> <laughs> so after this legendary moment that everyone could not stop talking about when this movie came out, um, Superman reveals to Batman that Luther wanted him to kill him to save Martha. So Batman is like, I'll save your mom. And he's like, well, wait, I could just save my mom. He's like, no, don't make it weird. I'm going to save your mom for you. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's weird that he's decide- he's doing it for him. But okay, whatever. Um, and I, I wrote down after, as they both leave, I'm like, okay, so Lois just has to chill here, I guess, with this glow sword. Like, like what is she supposed to do with her crypto sword? <laughs> Which, by the way, crypto sword sounds like something a douchey bro would sell online. <laughs> these yeah. <days. laughs> um, An NFT. Yeah. Fuck that shit. It's a crypto sword, bro. And if that's the new buddy, dude. Um, so Batman goes to save Martha and takes out a bunch of guards and saves Superman's mom in a very risky way. I thought <laughs> he just shoots the guys like that, like the gas tank on one of the guards like back. And oh yeah, he's got a flamethrower. I'm like, he, she's he right beside him. The flame tank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The fuel like, tank, rather. Like. Fucking let's weigh out the, the 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 consequences here potentially. So he saves her, um, and then he tells her in one of the few moments of like intentional humor in this movie, uh, "I'm a friend of your son's," and she just says, <laughs> "Yeah, I figured." It was just kind of yeah. funny. I kind of laughed at that. Well, what's um, funny about it is like you're not a friend of her son's. You just tried to fucking murder him for the last hour and a half. You no, asshole. They're friends He's not now. Gonna they tell her same, that, though. They have the same mom's name, though. Martha. <laughs> and again, I'm here to save you, Martha. Are you impressed? I know your name. An, by the way, by the way, another actor in this movie, Diane Lane, who's given absolutely nothing to do. She only like, brought back because she was in Man uh, of Steel. Yeah, she um, she had that scene with Superman, which also pissed me off, uh, where she's like, "You don't owe a damn thing to these people." Mm-hmm. Where he's like torn, like the the whole you know, great power comes with great responsibility thing, which is very common not just in Spider Man but in superheroes in general. Yeah, he is having a con a conflicting moment. Like, the, the, does the world need a Superman? Like, should I be there? Should I be there to save people? She's like, you don't know these motherfuckers anything. Should I? And I'm like, what an asshole. Josh, if she had said that though, she'd be the best character in this movie. Oh right, she said it like that. You don't owe these motherfuckers. And <laughs> Which is basically, I mean, I paraphrased a little. <laughs> but, is, but is the gist of what she said. You don't owe these bags of shit. Yeah. Nothing. I know we watched we watched the, the theatrical version for this. Thank I Lord. Right. I, I had seen the extended cut like on a, on a plane ride. I thought you were going to say on a dare. <laughs> no, no, on a, on a plane ride because I had to kill three hours or yeah. more. And there's a, apparently there's a scene where she like she calls like Lois Lane thirsty or something. No, that's in Justice League. Is that in Justice League? That's, it, that's in the original cut of Justice League. She says something about like Clark tells me you're thirsty, whatever that means. And then Zack Snyder actually in Zack Snyder's version, he takes that joke out because he's like, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So even he had the sense to be like, Joss Whedon, you, that's a creepy thing to put in your movie, <laughs> you creep. Can you imagine telling your mom that a chick was thirsty after? Ooh. That's, well, that's, isn't that's, it a joke that yeah. he actually said that she was she was, she was was hungry? Yeah, and, he's, and she says, you're thirsty. And she's like, oh, that's not what that means. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm like, Joss Whedon, you creep. Um, so anyway, uh, Batman and Superman come together right now over me and they go to confront Lex Luthor. Um, but oh guys, he's created a, a monster and his name is Doomsday, which is just, I know he's from the comics, but in this movie, it's just a stupid looking thing covered in sludge. It's just a big CGI blob essentially. Now, Josh, I never actually ever read the death of Superman. Is this how Doomsday was created? I actually had to do a refresher because I I figured I was going to be asked that, and it's been a long time since I read it. He is Doomsday is a a prehistoric creature of Krypton, and okay. from what I what I remember and what I the gist of what I read back on Krypton long before there was civilization, kind of like the dinosaurs, there was like these Doomsday creatures who they were all about you know destruction and you know, survival of the fittest and just, you know, killing and maiming and, and all that shit. And then they got extinct and a scientist kind of found out about the the doomsday type creatures that were around mm-hmm. and and I think found like somehow got a hold of, of some DNA of it and cloned it. Okay. But cloned it in a way to make it even stronger and more of a badass than it was in the early days of Krypton. So it's a similar idea, but not similar an idea. Exact. It's not an exact thing. It's not Zod. Okay. It's yeah, but it wasn't Luther as far as I'm aware, but similar idea, cloning it essentially. So Doomsday just tosses Superman around like a bag of shit for like, I don't know, four hours and everything they shoot him with, he absorbs and just becomes part of his power. And I'm like, they and they see this happen like at least three or four times before they decide to launch a nuke at him. And I'm like, is this really the best <laughs> idea? But well, Superman, I mean, there was a president who wanted to nuke hurricanes. So, well, that yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. What's what's the issue there? <laughs> yeah, that's how you that's how you kill wind with fire. Right, you you draw in with a sharpie where the 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 wind will be, and then yeah. you launch a nuclear attack at it. You got it. Uh, Superman places Doomsday right in the path of the nuclear bomb, but then, uh oh, Superman is in space and he's totally dying and stuff. His like face is falling apart. Um, but Doomsday absorbs the nuclear stuff and he comes back down. And Batman is trying to like lure him into Gotham so he can use the Kryptonite spear. It doesn't work super well. And then, fuck yeah, Wonder Woman arrives. I do love that sting. I'm so not gonna I. lie. As Michael it, it, Cole would say, there is a big fight feeling in the air, mm-hmm. folks. I, I I was gonna say business is about to pick up. Yeah. Business is about to pick up. Vintage Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh my! The other thing too is uh, while you know Doomsday is like murdering everyone or whatever. Um, Which, by the way, guys, name? he he. By the way, it's basically King Kong is the way they make Doomsday in this movie. The, uh, the, the why can't I think of his name? He's the CNN guy. Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. So Anderson yeah, Cooper. So apparently NPR this, and CNN exist in this timeline. Mm-hmm. So so just think about this for a second. Have either of you been to New York City? Yes. No. Okay, but Brendan, you're aware that New York City is a pretty busy space. Yeah. No, I I went there one time. That's crazy. Okay, so Metropolis is essentially New York City, right? Mm-hmm. So 
they're in the downtown core. Doomsday's fucking just destroying shit. Anderson right. Cooper goes, well, don't worry, folks. Everyone's home from work now, so the downtown core is relatively empty. <laughs> right. New York City's never empty. It's the city that never sleeps. The I, the only <laughs> I will say that the only time I when I was there the only time I saw Times Square like devoid of people is at about like two in the morning, and that's Times Square. That's not just like that's not like the heart of the city. That's like the touristy area of the city. And even then, like when I was there, now, bear in mind I was there a long like over a decade ago now. But yeah, same. my dad and I walked through new york city until about 3 a.m and even at two in the morning it was a lot more dead but it's still like it's still a pretty happening spot Mm -hmm. it's not like it's a ghost town i just yeah i love the idea that Zack snyder hired these real He's real persona, like, because he's like, Anderson Cooper's like, I'm going to throw it to Brooke Baldwin now. I love how Zack Snyder was like. I don't think like, it was hard because, again, this is a Warner Brothers movie. Which he does means say that, though. CNN is part of Time Warner. But he but he does he does say, I'm throwing it to Brooke Baldwin. We don't see that happen. But then when we see a female reporter later, I also notice that that wasn't Brooke Baldwin. So I don't know. No, but Solid that- O'Brien's there. Yeah, but he but he says the other maybe the Zack Snyder's just like oh they don't know <laughs> I don't know um, so this fight is going on meanwhile Lois gets stuck underwater after a structure she was on collapsed oh my fucking god and Superman has that like Josh said that the part of this movie that he loves the most he has that Lois Lane super sense and goes in and fucking saves her um, and Superman is like okay hold on. What do we got to do? We got to grab this crypto sword. Worst part about gotta... this, she's not even screaming. It's just, because <laughs> her pounding on the debris that she's trapped in her. And he's able to deduce that Lois isn't, he's like fucking Lassie from Krypton. <laughs> I think you're going to say Lassie from like the movie, Lassie. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but from Krypton. It's like Lassie from Benji. What's that, Superman? Lois is in trouble. She's trapped in the well. <laughs> I just imagine Superman being like, <laughs> but yeah, Superman saves her. Um, he grabs the crypto sword and he's like, okay, I guess I just got to sacrifice my life to stop Doomsday. Dives in balls deep, stabs him in the chest, stabs him further. Fucking Doomsday sticks his claw through Superman's chest. Uh, they both fall and guys, Superman's dead hundred percent. Don't worry about it. He's gone. Never to return. He's dead. You can't come back. There are strict rules in this universe. He's gone forever. <laughs> He's dead. dead. And Henry Cavill's like, finally, I can grow that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I go do, I can go do that fucking amazing mission impossible movie. I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. I love that movie that he's in. Um, great fight scene with Tom Cruise. Check it out. Ghost protocol or. No, this was uh, Fallout. Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. Mission yeah. Impossible Mustache Roller Mountain. Oh. Dude, he's fucking off. Like, Henry Cavill in that movie, when he's about to fight, he does this motion with his arms that looks like he's, like, reloading his fists, and it's the fucking best thing in the world. <laughs> so anyway, um, Superman's dead. Like I said, there's no way we're going back I, on that. I, 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 yeah. Superman's dead. See, can I, I just can one. I just tell you an anecdote about Superman being dead real quick? Okay. 
So, so I went oh. to go see this movie with some friends. And normally I go to these comic book movies with my dad, but I friends invited me, so I went with them. And uh, I told dad, like, dad's like, what'd you think about it? I was like, uh, at the time, I didn't know. Because I find sometimes with movies, like, I have to see it a second time to appreciate it. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I I might need to see it again to get an actual opinion on it um, if you want to go. And dad's like, eh, all right. <laughs> dad was looking at it like a chore, but still wanted to see it. So it, dad, it is. dad comes the next day, and he goes to the gym that night. And um, the movie had been out for, like, three days at this point. And dad goes, yeah, I don't think I need to see that movie anymore. I said, why? What's up? And he's like, well, I was at the gym, and a guy goes, hey, man, see Batman versus Superman yet? My dad's like, no, not yet. I might go with my son on the weekend or something. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, I saw it last night. Superman died. The fuck, dude? <laughs> does that? That's not okay. <laughs> dad's like, why? Like, why would you and this why is would like, you do that? And this isn't like a friend of dad's or anything. It's just a guy that he knows from going to the gym. Regardless. Uh, regardless. Of- but, all right, we're almost at the end here, guys. We're almost at the end. Luther goes to prison, gets his head shaved, uh, while Batman sh- the Batman shows up, threatens to brand him, but he doesn't because he's, I don't know, learned his lesson and gotten better as a person. And uh, This he whole leaves. ending is out of sequence. Yeah, it's all over the place. Um we we one of the funniest things you see the newspaper and it says like you know superman dead and then on like page eight and then on like page eight it says like clark kent killed during uh like reporting on whatever (laughs) doomsday event and i'm like and what's in the other coffin what what's in the other coffin well okay i was just gonna ask (laughs) did lois lane like show everyone that Superman died and when everyone left she dressed him up in Clark Kent's clothes moved the body to another location and then was like oh no and look guys Clark Kent died too I'm guessing Lois covered for him and was like oh we had the funeral privately in Smallville and he was cremated and no more questions (laughs) gotta go and then she Mm -hmm. flew away Um, and everyone was like what (laughs) and then uh, we get Superman's Superman's funeral and uh, of course we can't go fucking 10 minutes we can't just end this movie and like we all know he's going to come back. We don't need the fucking last frame of this movie with the dirt on his coffin rising and then cutting to credits. Like that was so like you don't have the balls to just end the movie. We all know Superman's coming back, guys. Like and he's going to be played by Shaquille O'Neal. Oh man, that's a good <laughs> Superman movie. <laughs> Lots of fingering. Um and then it ends, and I didn't check to see if there were mid-credit or end-credit scenes because I didn't remember if there was, and I forgot that this was a superhero movie. I didn't care. I, I did check. There is none. There is nothing? No. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's it. That is Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Uh, so I will go around the horn as we usually do. Joshua, is this movie worth a watch? A drunk watch with friends. Would you attempt head trauma to forget it, or would you avoid it like the plague? Avoid it like the plague. I I've said this before on other like my I always say my comparison is to Captain America, and that is is it so bad that you are actually having the time of your life watching it because <laughs> it's so funny. Now it's like that with Re- uh, Turn of Swamp Thing too. Mm. 
So <laughs> Captain America, Return of Swamp Thing, uh, Rollerball, Nick, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, Rollerball, and um, I'm gonna throw Spawn in there too. Yeah, they're all like, they're all fun, even though they're bad. You know what I mean? You're having a great time though. This is like fan four stick. Yeah. It's not Ooh. fun. It's a chore. You're not enjoying yourself. It's not so bad that it's funny. It's just not good. You're bored. It's ugh. All right. Strong take, uh, but very uh, expected. Nathan, what what say you? I'm just gonna go with attempt head trauma. Um, not I'm not full on avoiding it like the plague. Uh, there were there were beats in it that I liked. Um. I I do like the the Ben Affleck take on on Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, the actors, all the actors in this are doing their their absolute damnedest. Uh, so I'm I'm it's not it's not avoid like the plague. It's just just head trauma, head trauma for sure. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it between two categories. It's between attempt head trauma to forget it and a drunk watch for me because there are enough parts. Like I confessed. Um, as if uh, you guys were my priests uh, on this episode, that Jesse Eisenberg's performance was very interesting to me. Not that it was good or bad, but just interesting. And I mean, I love Gal Gadot, the, the brief screen time she has, but there's not enough of that for me to say, oh yeah, get drunk and watch this movie. Plus it's two and a half hours long. You'll probably pass and out or fall asleep. Three hours if you want anything re- you know, redeemable with Gal Gadot in it. <laughs> and you know, as much as I love her, you can just go watch Wonder Woman <laughs> if right? you want to get more of her. Or the or the 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 um the other one, um but yeah though so this is like it's yeah it's somewhere between that for me it's um it's not it's not great guys it's not a great movie but I will say that I didn't hate it as much as when I saw it in theaters because when I watched it at home I could pause it and take breaks right <laughs> so there you have it um but speaking of breaks we're gonna take one and uh, we're gonna play some ads and uh, we will be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, wait, let me lower the tone. Oh, thank you, NPR bot. We're back. Yes, we are back. And yeah. uh, it's, it's time for the low haiku. Nathan, tell everyone what the low haiku is. The low haiku is 17 perfect syllables to describe uh, a insanely imperfect movie that we just spent a couple hours talking about. Indeed. Mm. Um, so uh, to start things off, uh, we always, you know, give our guests the first go. So, Josh, would you like to read us your low haiku? Absolutely. Thank you. Man of Steel. Dark Knight. Great? No. Siegel and Schuster rolling in their graves. Well done, well done, well done. Nathan, uh, give us your haiku. 
Mm. Well, mine mine uh, deviates from the plot of the movie. Um, it actually expresses my dis- distaste um, for the DCU in general. <clears throat> okay. Not my crossover. Want to know what my choice is? Look up Spider Ham. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Brendan, do do send us on home with yours, please. Oh, I would be delighted to. <clears throat> Batman, Superman. When push comes to shove, hope dies. One unites. Martha. Very good, very good, very good. Cute. See what you did there, point back a central uh, comment. Uh, oh, ow, 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 why? Didn't, why did we do that again? Why? I mean, he's have right a there. He's have, right there. We literally have a robot. We are like Polly in Rocky Four. We have a robot. Polly uses yeah. his robot way more. You know he's fucking that robot in Rocky Four. Yes. <laughs> He's de- that's the extended cut. It's just a like twenty minute sex scene of Polly and the the, the Rocky Four robot. Happy yeah. birthday, Polly! <laughs> yeah, that's what he's saying the whole time. Ah, <laughs> uh, but but um, that horrifying imagery aside, um, guys, we talked about this movie. But but Nathan, what do we always say to people? Well, uh, we have been known to tell the folks. That's right. That's what we say. We say, don't take our word for it. There are many opinions on this movie, but Nathan, I got to think the critics didn't care for Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice on Rotten Tomatoes. You would be correct. They gave it a bit of a drubbing. Uh, 29% out of 436 reviews. That's, that is that is quite a drubbing. That's a lot of negative reviews about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. I want to say it because I don't feel like we said the full title enough. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Listen, Zack Snyder, I feel like Zack Snyder is like a pretty cool guy from all accounts of what I've heard, but his fan base is so I'm sure it's uh, pushing pushing the audience rating a little bit on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, they uh, they came out in force by the looks of it because this has got a 63. This is audience fresh, 63 percent of over 100,000 ratings. But if you liked this, which we um, all loved. You might like uh, Nonstop, starring no. Liam Neeson. I think I've seen that one. Uh, Jack Reacher. The first one, not the second no one. Either. Uh, Justice League. Oh, yeah, love it. Uh, Fan Four Stick. Josh, Josh hey. earlier. And finally, uh, Godzilla, which I that absolutely was per- love. I like that one. Yeah. Love that one. I, I could have done with a lot more Brian Cranston in yeah. that movie, but it was still. funny. I could have done with a lot more Brian Cranston in this movie. Fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I like that movie certainly more than I liked the follow up Godzilla movie. King of the Monsters. I wasn't a big fan yeah. of that one. Yeah. Kong versus Godzilla was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's Place all for talking. <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> Let them fight. Fight. You won't believe their mother's names. 
weirdly enough, also Martha and George in that movie. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I feel that King Kong's uh, dad's dad could have been named George because of Rampage. Oh, I thought you were going to say because of George of the Jungle. So did I. That's where I thought that was going. Rampage. <laughs> Wait, Josh and I were thinking of the older movie this time? <laughs> oh, see, I was referencing the the video game. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Well, let's just get into it, guys. Let's take a look at what the critics are saying. They're clearly not loving this movie. So, um, this is weird. Okay, this is from Matthew Rosa of Salon.com, but it's a negative review. But it says, it is without question an important film today and a quintessential product of the America we inhabit. Two and a half out of four. <laughs> it's showing up as rotten. I don't understand. Okay. Well, I, I, my my first one comes from Bond, Lewis Bond of Global Vision. And uh, he writes, sometimes it sins with its expository dialogue. Some themes are halfway to develop. It can be a little slow, but none of these failures transform it into the misfortune that the critics have been commissioned to sell. Now the the full the original full review was in Spanish. So this is I think this is a Google Translate type of situation. Oh, okay, I was going to say they've yeah. kind of screwed it up. It's but he gave it 3 out of 5. Okay. Yeah. Josh, who you got? I'm going to go with this one because I find the wording ironic, I guess. This okay. is uh from Leslie I'm sorry if I mispronounce her name. Leslie nope. Cobamail. Oh. <laughs> And she's from Cinema Siren. Oh. Exceedingly uneven, alternately exasperating, exhilarating, confounding, and compelling. <laughs> wow. Very and I find that funny because I it's listed as a B plus, which is a positive review on here. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea what any of that means. Like, I don't know if she liked it or didn't. <laughs> Word salad strikes again. Yeah, seems like, very, very contradictory. It's like compelling but not good. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, I've got a very simple one here for you guys. Uh, Michael J. Casey of Michael J. Cinema. How do you get that gig? Um, <laughs> says uh, simply unsatisfyingly curious. That's okay. It. Negative review. Two and a half out of five. Well, you think Michael J had a had a had a hard time getting his gig? Well, Rick I have Scott. one from Richard Krauss of Richard Krauss. Oh, come on! That's that's what is listed. Richard Krauss of Richard Krauss, not RichardKrauss.com, just Richard Krauss of Richard Krauss mm-hmm. writes. There was a time when superhero movies were fun, escapist entertainment, but now our Caped and cowled heroes are as dark and troubled as a reject from a Kafka novel, which, in this case, makes for a rather loud but dreary night at the movies. Two out of five. Bam. Man, he took it real serious. Why so serious, guys? Get it? Better Batman movie. Yeah, way better Batman movie, yeah. <laughs> Josh, what do you got? Uh, Avril Halley from Movie Bitches. Okay. Uh, this one's a little long, so bear with me. Uh, Avril says, it wasn't good. <laughs> but honestly, that's the best, that's the best summary. 
it's probably why I'm not a movie critic. Because I'd get right to the point. Yeah, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the end. Uh, you know, it wasn't good. That's it. You know what? This movie, it doesn't have... It, it's not... It's not... Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's. Let, this will be my last critics one then. Um, let's see here. Joel Mayward of Cinemayward. Guys, so much like just making your own company. Um, negative review. And he says, akin to a philosophy 101 thesis read aloud while you're being punched repeatedly in the face. <laughs> Two and a half out of five. <laughs> Uh, well, my last one is actually, it's a positive one. Oh. And it comes from Michael Compton. Yes, the... Straight out of Michael Com- Compton. Straight out of Michael Compton. From the Bowling Green Daily News, where that awful massacre happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we all remember that. Right. Uh, and he writes, director Zack Snyder and four screenwriters, including David S. Goyer, opt for a darker tone than audience are accustomed to in Superman films. This time it works. However, with the inclusion of Batman giving it a grittier edge. Uh, B minus. He gave that one a B minus. So not glowing, but positive. Yeah. Okay. Josh, send us home with the critics. Don't send me home with the critics. I don't know them that well, but read our last critics review. Uh, This is from Emmett Asher Perrin from Tor.com. I don't know if it's T-O-R.com or Tor.com. Okay. There's a whole subplot about the world trying to decide how it feels about Superman, and it's so important that it's dropped about an hour into the movie. (laughs) True. (laughs) Uh, Emmett didn't like it. No, not a lot of people did, guys. But let's let's get into the um, I'm sure none of these people are toxic whatsoever. Let's get into the audience reviews for this movie. Um, they're all, you know, upstanding members of society. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Moyib E and uh, gives it three and a half out of stars. I really don't think it was that bad, but picky critics went hard on them because Warner Brothers could never get their priorities together. Any DC movies came under scrutiny. It was always Warner Brothers greed. Besides, I love the movie. Again, three and a half. That he loves this movie. Okay. <laughs> Man, I can only imagine what he was like over the moon with. Oh my god. Uh, my first audience one, I think, might be a tad biased because it comes from Stephen M. And I can only assume that Stephen Mnuchin. Oh, he's writing his own review. Oh man, Stephen. To- Right. To the which worst thing writes, you've ever done. How Zack Snyder used the different tomes Batman and Superman have faced off is so good from the Dark Knight Returns to Tower of Babel and the introduction of Alexander Luther instead of Lex. So good. Five out of stars. <laughs> Where's my hot wife that I definitely don't fuck? <laughs> okay, here it is. This is from Andrew H. Okay. Decent movie. I enjoyed the movie, and it passed the time, but it wasn't all that great. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> what did he give it out of stars? Three and a half. Oh, okay. wasn't all, all right. that great, but I enjoyed it. It was decent, but I didn't decent really like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sir, how, trying to please Sir, everyone how, with this review. Sir, how was your meal tonight? It was decent. I enjoyed it, and uh, I had a good time here, but it wasn't that great. <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Well, this um, th- this next review is for. I mean, it's. I'm looking right now, and it's got the the same exact review, but from two different people, from Dick G and Carmaine F. But I'll just read the, the one of them because they're the exact same review. The Batman is everything I wanted. <laughs> All praise for Matt Reeves, cast and crews. Half a star. I wow. Their review of this is to just say how much better the other one was. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, my next one comes from Mikey W and I can only assume that's ECW stalwart Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, and he writes terrible plot with decent performances and some pretty good fight scenes Two out of stars. All right. Uh, mine is Farouk K. Yeah. This, this is Farouk, just Farouk. Yeah. We don't often know his name. Oh, actually, his last name is Assad, isn't it? Never mind. My bad. I think it was Farouk Assad, though. It works. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know where we're going. I thought you actually meant you knew the guy who wrote. Okay, no. <laughs> I'm I'm on board. Blue helmet. He's got um, a big gladiator helmet. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right. Uh, so Farouk K. Mm-hmm. This isn't good. The Ultimate Edition, on the other hand, is the best comic book movie ever made. Whoa. That extra 30 minutes yeah, that took just this saved. from being not good to the greatest of all time. Although apparently, and I haven't seen it, but apparently the Daredevil special edition does help the movie. A thousand, a thousand percent. Uh, three stars, by the way. Oh, okay. okay. But did the Daredevil director's edition make it the greatest movie ever made? Comic I think book so. Movie ever made? No, but it definitely absolutely bumped up the profile of the original theatrical cut. But much... But much like this movie, if we ever cover Daredevil, we definitely have to cover the theatrical cut. Yeah. That's the broken yeah. one. Right? I actually, maybe I shouldn't say it because I'll get tape mail or something. Or may, It might be nostalgic, too, because I was just like, I was in grade six when that movie you came say out. that you I liked it, Josh, because I liked it, too. I like Daredevil. I Listen, nope. I get it. Jennifer Garner cutting bed sheets to fucking early 2000s music. It's great. <laughs> Loved it. Saw it in theaters. Um, this review is quite simple. This is from Shush S. Um, Shush S simply says two and a half stars. I like it. I like it when Lex Luthor pisses in a jar. <laughs> you don't actually see that. I mean, uh, apparently <laughs> they must watch the three hour cut. Yeah. <laughs> Zack Snyder films everything, guys. Why didn't we get to see Lex Luthor piss in a jar? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't even know if it's Lex Luger, Lex, Lex Luger, Lex Luthor's piss. Oh. Man, if Lex if Luger it was Lex Luger's piss, <laughs> if it was Lex Luger's piss, we could take it to a lab. The glass. Uh, uh, my, my next one comes from. Suspended for failing the fucking. Failing the wellness test. policy, yeah. <laughs> She'd be Holly Hunter would be like, "Why is my granny's peach tea green?" Because <laughs> it's filled with kryptonite. <laughs> My next one comes from Dick C, and I can only assume that's Dick Clark. Um, And he writes, it's an excellent entertainment movie shot in 2016 by and casting is strong with Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman and Ben Affleck as the Batman while Superman Henry Cavill with his girlfriend Amy Adams. Wow, couldn't have said (laughs) it better myself. Five out of stars. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) This is uh, Eduardo B., this movie that. belongs to comic books reads, not for critics. Five stars. 
So this is my last one. This is from Sasha H. Uh, Sasha gives it four stars. The movie is definitely not as bad as the so-called critics make it out to be. Well, there are points that bother me, among other things, that Lex Luthor is still a child. So Gene Hackman couldn't do anything about it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Gene, Gene, Hackman, Gene Hackman played Lex Luthor. In no, the... I know, but I don't know what that wording means. <laughs> Lex Luthor is still a child, so Gene Hackman couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, you're right. Gene Hackman can't age him. That's true. <laughs> or, or, of course, the fact that a rivalry arises because of a triviality. But okay, given. Christian Bale was the best Batman, exclamation mark in parentheses. But Affleck wasn't as bad as I initially thought. Affleck is wonderful in thriller films, but in superhero gear, as already mentioned, I am pleasantly surprised. That's it. Four stars. Okay. Um, well, my next one is comes from a rather suspicious uh, account. Benjamin A? No, no, it's it's Zach B. Zach. <laughs> it's like I only assume it's Zach Bider. <laughs> Because it's from not... it's from Zed Snyder. Dot dot dot. Wait, that's too obvious. Let's go with Zach S. <laughs> he writes, rewatch this, and it gets better with every viewing. Affleck does such a great job and has such a good character arch. Arch. <laughs> a good character arch. His Five back is really nice. Yeah. All right, Josh, make this make this count. This is our last one. Bring us home. Well, this one's very exciting. Okay. Um, it's very exciting because there's uh, an exclamation mark or several. (laughs) It does sound exciting. Stephen C. Funny, original, and romantic, and then in brackets. Because of Amy Adams, exclamation mark, 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 exclamation mark. We're almost done. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. He's saying that because of Amy Adams, this is a rom-com? But that's the thing. It's from Stephen C., which is clearly Steve Carell as... The forty-year-old virgin. Making sense. Making sense. Well, guys, we did it. We covered the reviews. We covered oh this movie. We God. talked about. We waxed poetic. But now let's talk about good things in our life. It's time for Nathan's favorite segment. It's the What You Watching, Bud. Uh, we everybody's doing the dance craze sensation. Sorry, I am wiped from this movie. We are all dancing around. We're watching stuff at home. Um, so Josh, tell us what what you what you watching, bud? Uh, well, I got a few things on the go right now. Um, the boys. Dean Winchester's in there now, baby. Soldier boy. Soldier yeah. Boy. I, I haven't seen any of the ep- I haven't seen any of the show, but I just know he's in the third season. This, do you know what the show is about? Brennan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh uh, man, it's so good. Um, I won't give anything away, Nathan, but they have like a little Ant Man ripoff in this one. I've I've, I've I've seen the memes. Oh, man, it's it's just it's so good. It, especially you know, I'm assuming not only if people are listening that they of course enjoy your show, but if they're Listening to this episode in particular because they're comic book movie fans and you're not checking out the boys, you really got to get on it because it is wording high quality. <laughs> Sorry, you're wording. 
<laughs> if you were listening to this episode and you're not checking out the boys. <laughs> the show, the prime show. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure we've all watched the stranger things. I plowed through that in like one sitting, but how did strange- you plow through that in one sitting? Every episode is like five hours long. Well, um, four minutes but well <laughs> not one sitting but i like hyperbole so sue me it was well, I, what did it drop dropped on whatever day it dropped I, I was i was done that weekend so i started on like friday night and then was probably done um saturday night and the other was i i've gotten through the first three episodes of ob1 now mm. Okay. I also I also have been enjoying Obi Wan as well. Yeah, I've liked it so far. Little Leia yeah. is funny. Yeah, it's cute. I, I like how they're. Uh, it's cool to see Darth Vader again. It's good times. Yes. Uh, all right. So those three things. There you go. You got lots to watch, folks. Nathan, what about you? What you watching, bud? I actually, uh, I got a, I got a special offer from Crave. Uh, Netflix, you should take note because they were like, hey, come on back to Crave. We'll give you a free month just for signing back up with us. Netflix just keeps sending me emails like, hey, this is what we've got. Hey, this is what we've got. This is what we've got. Give me a fucking deal, Netflix. Then maybe I'll think about it because your shit is too expensive. Netflix ain't giving no deals now. Right. right? Now. I did sign up with uh, to, to, to Crave again to get that deal, and I started watching Shorzy. Uh, as you guys all listen, we're big Letterkenny guys here. At the very least, I am. Yeah, I've never uh, watched it. I'm a huge Letterkenny fan, and I started watching Shorzy tonight uh, before the, the, the recording. Uh, I'm so glad that they didn't make it just a, a, a really long, protracted version of the joke from the original series because that would have got old real fast. They gave the character depth. Uh, they actually show his face. Surprise! Uh, it's the same guy who plays him on the uh, on, on Letterkenny. So if you watch Letterkenny, you know who plays Shorzy on that show. I recommend checking it out. It's very funny, uh, especially if you um, enjoy hockey or Canadian culture in any way, shape, or form. Shorzy. Right. There you go. Shorzy. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, a new movie that just came out on Disney Plus, And I will recommend this because I was kind of blown away with how much I enjoyed this. Knowing, uh, I mean, we talked about Space Jam A New Legacy and how fucking awful that was. So any movie that says, like, oh, we're mixing all this IP that we have, I'm always a little hesitant of. But I really enjoyed the Chippendale movie, guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, that was awesome. Grace. Yeah. <laughs> Chip, Chippendale Rescue Rangers um, with the voices of uh, Andy Samberg, John Mulaney, and a cavalcade of other people. Um, just a really, like, clever way to do that kind of thing. Have your hand ready for the pause button to catch all of the... In, did you miss that? The, post, the, the movie posters in the background, or, or it was... Uh, President Dog Three. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly Sonic makes a show. That's great. Oh, Here's the thing I, too. Even if you watch it and not and don't know most of the references, you will still enjoy it. That's the difference between this and that Space Jam movie. I think. Like 
you don't you don't need to it does it does it's not just a nostalgia thing like there's actually good jokes in it there's actually clever writing there's good vocal performances there's lots of uh clever stuff about like you know cgi and and hand-drawn animation that's really fun and it's just it's just a movie you just it you know it's not like a masterpiece but it's really fun and um i i enjoyed it a lot and i i guess you guys did too uh absolutely nathan you you had posted about it before I watched yeah, it, I had literally because, started it like five minutes after you posted about it. And I, because it was like, I, I think this is like some stealth drop of all the uh, all the targets Disney has for their, their IP acquirements. <laughs> yeah, and what's funny about it too is like there's stuff in it that isn't even remotely Disney. Right? Like uh, Batman and E.T. and uh, South Transformers, Park. South Park. Uh, there's a line... It doesn't give anything away. And I don't know why I found this so funny, but mm-hmm. there's a line in it where um, Chip comes home after a long day at the office and he's got he's got like a answering machine and it's blinking to let him know there's a message. And he goes, oh, there's a message on my landline. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> and of course, it's John Mulaney. So it's like the most John Mulaney line. It's Best John delivery. Yeah. And Andy Samberg. You got Eric Bana. You've got um just a, a, just it's just fun. It's just a fun movie to watch, and it doesn't feel soul crushing like that Space Jam movie. Yo, this, so, this, was, this is what every this is everything Space Jam should have been. I've only seen really other than like maybe Roger Rabbit was like a uh, a sort of version of of that because they had Disney characters in there, but I've only really seen one version of this kind of movie that I like liked. So mm. I, I would recommend every, I would recommend you check it out. If did you, you like a uh, ready player one? Cause I, I kind of did. I thought it was like, okay. But yeah. I, 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 I enjoyed it. Brendan, Brendan and Josh, your, 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 uh, your assumptions are not assumptions, but your, your, um, your views on that movie are correct. I kind of liked it. It was yeah. okay. Yeah. It was fine. Well, there you go, folks. We did it. We did it. Congratulations. Nathan, I know Montrose is there. He might be asleep because we've we've gone a while on this episode. But uh, if you want to wake him up, you want to wake him up. Just just give me one second. I will. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Football practice. Oh, 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 you, 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 your folks are still here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plug your shit, man. Yes. Uh, Montrose Monkton TV. It's on YouTube. You should see it. Um, I, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Montrose Monkton in the third. Esquire and friends. I, I, I tweet at me at Montrose the uh, third. That's number three. R D. Uh, thank you. More later. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's the most energy I've heard from him in a while. Okay, can you move mantras away from the microphone, Nathan? Pushing him away, pushing him away. Jeez. There we go. He snores. I didn't think a chimp with that would have that much of a deviated septum. He doesn't have much of a nose. We haven't been we have been uh, giving him his medicine lately. Uh, I plug him in. I'm gonna get him hooked up with a CPAP machine. <laughs> Josh, as we come to the end here, we want to thank you once again for joining us. But also curse you for giving this to us. Yeah. Yeah. 
I uh, thank you for having me, but I feel the same. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and and just a little spoiler alert: we're probably going to see Josh again real soon because in July we have kind of a special theme month planned. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, I wonder what it could be. Hmm. Josh will join us for the uh, for at least two of those episodes. So check that out. Rollerball uh, and the remake. Yep, we're covering rollerball. rollerball. We're covering Rollerball remake again, just for you. Uh, I'm not watching that movie again. Fuck you, Josh. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, check out just a buddy of mine. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna ask if you're still making tables. I am. Yeah, I haven't uh, posted them in a while, but yes, making comic tables. They're uh, coffee tables. I take actual comic books. And uh, whatever theme you want me to do, they can be a hodgepodge of anything. They can be specific to a character. I take actual books. I paste and laminate them onto a coffee table, and they're pretty neat. Um, aside from that, I probably will have more details on this next time. But um, I'm possibly setting up at a comic book convention in Fredericton. That's not until November. but. Ooh. Um, I'll be there, and uh, hopefully things go well, and I'll be selling comic books, the good stuff, the Silver Age, the back issues, and uh, finally... Like, Do- like Donald Duck comics and stuff? Uh, I actually do have a Donald Duck comic, actually, <laughs> that is worth quite a bit, but... Oh, no. Never never challenge a comic nerd, Brendan. <laughs> You'll lose every time. <laughs> but yeah i do have a donald duck comic that is worth something that i'll be bringing um unless it's gone by then which is a possibility but um yeah silver age books first appearances marvel dc um it is big country comic expo i have applied for a table and um i don't see why they wouldn't accept me but um i think they, i think they get you if they apply. don't they clearly don't spell it with an o <laughs> i um I, if I if I had a guess, I would say um, they get people to apply just because like they don't want people there like hawking like old like DVDs or something mm-hmm. that they wanted it to keep it comic related. Um, then lastly, uh, check out my buddy Travis Boyce. He is a stand-up comic uh, based out of here in St. John. He's open for James Mullinger, Kenny versus Spenny, funny guy, and uh, you'd like his stuff. All right. I've met well, him. Thank, He's a nice guy. Well, thank you. Thank you once again, Josh. Thank you both for having me. It was, I mean, the movie watching wasn't fun, but chatting about it with you guys was fun. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, that's the release you get, right? You have to watch it, but then you get to just talk about it. And it's like a therapy session. So yeah. Every, every week, Nathan and I go through therapy and sometimes we bring her, bring a friend along. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, if you want to, if you want to find our podcast you know, on a different platform, because you're listening to this right now, but if you, we're on all the podcast platforms, just search for us. We're there. We're on Facebook. Search for what were they thinking? Our home base, of course, is Age of Radio. Big uh, time. And you go to ageofradio.org/slash/what were they thinking to find us there. That's our main podcast platform. Uh, like I said, we're on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at WWTT Podcast. Uh, same thing for Instagram. Same handle. We're on TeePublic, Redbubble, patreon.com slash WWTT podcast. You can sign up there as well. Um, but other than that, I believe that is uh, that is pretty much it. Um, so I guess I'll just 
quickly announce next week is our last episode of uh, Listener's Choice Month. As Nathan takes a deep breath, a deep sigh of relief. Uh, we are ending with a bang, though. We are going to be talking disgust. about... Disgust. The sigh of disgust. <laughs> we are going to be talking about the uh, Jeremy Seville classic. Thankfully, not Jimmy Seville, though. Uh, Loquisha. We're going to be talking about Loquisha, guys. It's happening. So join mm. us for that next week. But until then, Nathan, I want to know if you have any lingering questions about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. It's Morbin time. <laughs> I had a couple of questions. All right. So, with, I mean, I mean, with a movie that has been anticipated for, I mean, decades, let's be honest. Right. Yeah, sure. And and with a movie that was even promoted in I Am Legend. And and with a movie where you have such a... Um, uh, uh, I, I, I guess <sighs> contrast in characters, Batman being very dark and Superman being very, very bright and colorful and, and Wonder Woman being somewhere in the mix between and, and in the movie that, that is supposed to be the dawn of the justice league. Mm-hmm. And you go and you make it so dreary and dark and depressing that that you just have to question every single one of your life choices i simply have to know Mm -hmm. what were they thinking tarzan wasn't a ladies man He'd just come along and scoop him up under his arm like that Quick as a cat in the jungle But Clark Kent, now there was a real gent He would not be caught sitting around in no jungle scheme Dumb as an ape doing nothing Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy And sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him Hey Bob, Soup had a straight job Even though he could have smashed you any bank in the United States